0: Do-do-do-do-do-do-do, <laughs> oh. Uh, oh Oh. oh.
1: <laughs> well, welcome, everybody, to the 50th episode of One Foot on the Ground. Oh.
2: That's delightful. John didn't tell me, so I'm just as surprised as you are. Well, maybe not as surprised as you are, because there's probably a 50 next to, uh, next to the, the title. title when you clicked on
1: it to press play. Uh, this is Ashley. And this is Johnny. And today we are doing... Oh, Citizen Kane. 1941. Look at, you, so proud. Look at me, because I knew. <laughs> uh, let's get the movie started and we can open these beers. Let's get a rockin' and a rolling. If, you probably can't Owen. hear that Because I don't have it really low for I was watching Godzilla movies And I watch it with subtitles So I really don't have to have it turned up. Because <laughs> you can hear them Or read them <laughs> I thought you were going to say <gasps> That's for Ash. Oh is this right? for
2: me? Did you know this is my favorite? I did know that
1: Oh, And I
2: have Holiday Cheer Oh my goodness We're both drinking St. Bernardus Mine's Abbott 12
1: And, and mine is Christmas It's Christmas Ale Christmas, Christmas twelve. Christmas it's like Christmas, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas twelve. So, uh, oh, oh, look at that. You know. A new thing. Oh, I was gonna put in a glass, but
2: that was more fun. How do you like it?
1: Oh, I, I love this. I love oh, all do of these. Yeah, me too. I usually get the big ass ones, but yeah, they didn't have those. I got these right over next to a uh, like right here where we live. I walked over there.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll usually hit up a St. Bernardus bomber.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. And just chug it. <laughs> I've done that before. Many I'm times. out the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for work. good. <laughs> hey, so. The opening of Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to talk about, and this is a long movie, guys. So we're going to do a long episode for our fiftieth. Not that we haven't done long episodes before, but I'm right. just warning you: this is going to be uh, this is a two-hour film, basically. So, it's actually one hour fifty-nine minutes. But <laughs> this Works, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, but there is a lot to say about it, and I, I don't know that we'll get everything that we could possibly get in here. It's fine. When did you first see this movie? Oh my gosh. Early in my nerdy watching film days, like in the late '90s, okay, I saw okay. it, and I loved it. Of course, from you the did. first second I saw it, and I know that's it's kind of a cliche that, of course, a, yeah. A for film those nerd of you who
2: don't know, Citizen Kane is often on the number one spot for like greatest movies best, of all time. Yeah. yeah,
1: like the AFI. This was well, it was until recently. <gasps>
2: We could get Jaws? I don't know. It was Jaws, wasn't I it? I hope not.
1: <laughs> Jaws is
2: not nearly as good as this film. Jaws usually is up there on those. <gasps> Snowglobe! Oh, I mean, um, I'm missing
1: out on so many things here. <laughs>
2: what, John,
1: you've, we've got the time. I know, but oh, we've got... I don't want to forget.
0: Well, so, right, so, the
1: opening of the film, you see, it starts off with, like, a cheap-ass gate. Like the typical thing that you would see around a property that says no Oh, trespass. a chain-linked fence. Chain-linked fence, thank you. Uh, <laughs> then it goes on to something more and more and more, and they the gates keep getting more elaborate as you get closer to Xanadu, which is what we were looking at the whole time.
2: Yeah, all right, so I'm going to guess that a lot of our listeners have not seen this movie.
1: Probably not. In fact, you hadn't. I hadn't. Until yeah. I yesterday. told you to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he just died. <laughs>
2: So So tell, give them, give them an idea of what the movie's about. Well, unless you want me to, it's It's not gonna sound good. It's about. Well, (laughs) that's
1: the thing. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what I thought it was about. Okay, please. Yeah, tell me. Tell me. Let me turn down a little bit because that is kind of (laughs) loud. John's there's no there's no noise for like the first
0: (laughs) twenty minutes. John can't
2: find a medium. (laughs) Um, I thought it was going to be like dr strange love or how i learned to stop worrying and love the bomb okay I Said it because you were drinking your beer you're welcome um i thought it was going to be something like that i thought it was going to be super political and like highbrow and something that i wouldn't be able to relate to or care about um i do know i did know that there were a lot of stuff that were pulled that has been pulled and um Referenced. Referenced and mocked and yes, mm-hmm. from from this film. Oh, yeah. And even though, like, for most movies, I can pretend like I've seen it and it often will feel like I've seen it, but Citizen Kane, I had not seen, nor did I have, like, any idea what it was actually about.
1: Okay. Just, just, I kind of like that. Yeah. So, like. Well, I don't think a lot of people do, even if you've heard of it or yeah, you've you seen it. Yeah, you just know it's of. the greatest movie of all time. You know the name <laughs> yeah, of that's it. it. You know. I would say that a lot of people know about Rosebud, Rosebud. but they don't know what it means. Right. It's which a, is kind of the point of the whole movie. It's also become a
2: term that's something you want but cannot get.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also the term for other things, but we're not going to get into that because we're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> and it's oh, disgusting.
2: I had... Please um, don't say
1: you Googled it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, alright, so I had a pal, (laughs) right, one of my dear friend's roommates, not that I'm not friends with her, but at the time, I was spending a lot of time with this group of people, and I remember, I'm not gonna say her name, but she was with, like, her boyfriend for a long time, and he wanted to, um, uh, take their sexual experience to the next level, and obviously put his penis in her pooper. (laughs) <laughs> and and oh. uh, she would always refer to her butt oh as rosebud, no. <laughs> as a rosebud. No, and no, I um, or, and I she, think, I think, she, I she? I think she rosebudded, or whatever. It's like just just like a little bit, right? And then it retracts.
1: I don't know. Yeah, well, you, yeah. you're lucky if it's a little one. I
2: mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I actually, was I think big most one, people it's have called, a... like a run sock or something. Oh my
1: god, I don't know because it's supposed to it's revolting I'm sorry I'm sorry to all the people out there that love that and think it's hot and sexy I do not I don't want to see it and when I accidentally come across it in a porn when I'm in the middle of masturbating it is the most alarming thing I'm like oh please no please no put it back put it back <laughs> I'm trying to like, try to like like
2: you're in a in the, in the belly of a leaking
0: boat
1: oh god <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw it. So, <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> um, but yeah. It just sort
0: of makes
2: it I always, I, yeah, like, well, I was like, Rosebud, what does it mean? And I
1: him, like, buttholes. Buttholes. Uh, yeah. What is it? prolapsed buttholes? Yeah, yeah. We just talked. We, I mean, I I was trying to avoid it. (laughs) Well, we went right into it this time. I brought it up. Oh, jeez. Anyway, so
2: so what? Tell tell them what it is actually about. Okay, so it's not about butts. Citizen
1: Kane is about. Well, it's tricky because. Well, what? (sighs) All right. It's about a. (laughs) It's about a a man. Well, I mean, he dies at the beginning. The whole film is shown. To us, well, first in a newsreel, you get like an overview of his life because th- of a newsreel, which is this is oh God. There's so much you're, to say. You're I'm you're, having you're trying a problem. to say too Give me two sentences. Go. Okay, two sentences. It's about a man mm-hmm. who becomes very wealthy
0: mm-hmm.
1: and owns, uh, eventually buys and owns newspapers. Yeah, and becomes a huge news. What is it, mogul? Yeah, sure. He's yeah, is a mogul. Is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, amasses wealth and items and shit and just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, he dies alone in his house, and his last words are or is rosebud.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: nobody knows why. <laughs> and
2: <laughs> what if it was just like purple? <laughs> And it sounded like Rosebud.
1: (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) We do know in this particular film, if you get to the end, we know that Rosebud is actually a thing. mm -hmm. It's an item. And which I guess we're going to spoil this in the long run for people if you haven't seen the movie. I really hope that people have. Yeah. Or you pause this and go watch it and come back to it.
0: And because it we'll is a fantastic a film, and I'm yeah.
1: going, we're going to get into why this is a fantastic film because a lot of people, modern times, have an issue with this film because they're like, well, it has no relevance today. All right, and so. It, John, I kind of get that. What?
2: I was going to say, let them pause right now. Go watch Orson Welles' Susan uh, Kane, mm-hmm. and then uh, meet us back here. Beep, boop, boop. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so Welcome you just back. watched
1: it, and I uh, hope you loved it. <laughs> if you were bored, I'm sorry. Uh, well, actually, if you were bored, I don't you didn't think watch you it. could be bored because it is actually a very entertaining movie. Even if mm-hmm. you don't know what the fuck these things are supposed to be about, mm-hmm. it, I don't think that matters now. Because because if you didn't live in 1941 when this came out, you didn't understand the references to actual people that lived. Even though they had to deny a lot
0: that this was <laughs>
1: been, about William this is Randolph Hearst. No, this no. is not based on anybody <laughs> in yeah, real life. It lot. definitely was. It definitely was. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it was definitely based on William Randolph Hearst, mm-hmm. who was a newspaper mobile or whatever you call it. <clears throat> he had newspapers all over the, the country that were, uh, they were all called, what were they called? Americans, like the Chicago American or the New York American. Yeah, he, he's most <coughs> known for his
2: sensationalism journalism. Mm-hmm. So he, um, and he, he controlled was fake news. Yeah, is what, is what we would call it today. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what did he call it? Yellow journalism. Propaganda is what, uh, is what it was. Or him yeah, okay. and uh, um, just
1: he would basically manipulate the the headlines and the whatever to create the world that he wanted it to be. Yes. And it kind he of He wasn't shy about it either. No, not at all. He just <laughs> did it. He just did it. Yeah. It was like, if you don't like it, yeah. uh, good a good luck different in another newspaper yeah. because they're all owned by me. <laughs> so <laughs> he literally did do that. Like that yeah. was a it was crazy. So this movie is basically about that and but the worst part for Hearst was that Mankiewicz. He knew that Rosebud was about butts. It was not about butts.
0: <laughs> Actually, Rosebud.
1: Let's let's just dive in the, here. The sled. Rosebud. Well, Rosebud is a sled mm-hmm. in this particular movie. In real life, Rosebud was the nickname that William Randolph Hearst had for his ladies' vagina,
2: female part. I um <clears throat> I read about that, but I also read that guy's name. The writer, he, uh, he had a bike that was named uh, Rosebud that got stolen. That's funny. And he uh, he tried to get his parents to buy him a new one when he was like real small, and they were like, no. <laughs> so he, it was the thing he had, but then couldn't uh, get back. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is what that is in the movie. Yes. Uh, well, that's the funny thing is that uh, technically. Uh, Citizen Kane uh, what is it Charles Foster Kane is his actual name um, well well he's played by it Wells oh <laughs> it's very complicated <laughs> and he's really no it's not but it, to me it seems complicated because I don't know how oh. to speak um, no 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 I think you're just e- the age. Made... there's so much about this film that's was way ahead of its time mm-hmm. it was made brilliantly it was uh orson welles first film
2: yes and before this he did uh war one of the world jams yeah
0: war war on the, the radio worlds.
2: yeah and in the <coughs> uh at some point during this open what does it say I don't trust what you read this right here or j- don't trust what you hear on the radio mm-hmm. and it's kind of a nod to him because or uh when orson welles did war of the world's uh, it, he had...
0: He did breaking like news. This.
2: He had breaking news bits that he would, that were put on the radio in between, uh, segments. And it wasn't necessarily he advertised, it, it was scripted. It, people believed, that, people we believed that we were being invaded. People believed that we were being invaded because
1: he made it as if it were a regular radio program that was mm-hmm. getting interrupted by yes. urgent news that we were being invaded. Yeah. So he did he, a brilliant job. He had someone job. who sounded
2: like, mm-hmm. um... Like the president at the time, like it sounded
1: like a oh, presidential figure. Yeah, no, it was Mike *Saturday Night Live*, except it was exact- way scarier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, this photography right here is astoundingly gorgeous, mm-hmm. and it's always interesting to me because the the opening of the film, like I said, they they he opened it with a news reel, which was a typical thing to do, or not to do, but it was. A, it wasn't a typical t- it wasn't a typical thing that you would have seen in a film, mm-hmm. but it was typical for you to see in the theater before you sat and watched a film. There'd mm-hmm. always be a newsreel, and everybody hated the newsreel. <laughs> <laughs> you see it in uh, Who Framed mm-hmm. Roger Rabbit when he gets on, oh, the news reel. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's exactly what this is. It mm-hmm. was like him, kind of, almost like World of the Worlds, where he's trying to kind of get you give you all the the story that you need to know before mm-hmm. you actually get to watch the film about what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> and the whole film is this reporter who you actually never really quite see. Are we the reporter? We would be well yeah, we're on the yeah, journey. We're we're yeah. The audience is the reporter trying to find out mm-hmm. what Rosebud was cuz that was the thing. The Reporters were all sitting around, they saw the newsroom, they're like, Okay, well that was great, but you know, we need something. We need something, kids. Mm. <clears throat> and uh they the said, Well, his last that? words was Rosebud and yeah. people were like, What the for Rosebud? Go and find out and so, <laughs> <laughs> Now this plot device though and I tried to make a list earlier today because this plot device is used in so many films. And it drives me crazy every time I see a film and I'm like, oh, God, it's, it's Citizen Kane again. Like, <laughs> it's almost nauseating. It's like, <laughs> could you please not always use Citizen Kane as your plot? And it's always a film where you're trying to find something out about the main character, that, like, whatever the film is about. Mm-hmm. They use the same device. Like, they're going to go and interview all these people that knew the person yes. to try to find out the truth.
0: Yes.
1: So, uh, the two that popped into my head that I know for sure Mm
0: -hmm. are
1: Velvet Goldmine. Okay. And Immortal Beloved, which was about Beethoven, which was actually kind of brilliant. No. That they used that device for that because it fit. You weren't nauseated. No, I was not (laughs) nauseated. But then, I, I know for a fact we just watched one recently, and I cannot remember what the fuck it was. But I see it all the time. Like, it happens a lot. Yeah. This plot device, or whatever you call it. hmm Or structure yes. for the film. Anyway, so, uh, oh, there's so many things. So, <laughs> we already got the rosebud. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk about his makeup real quick. I knew it. The makeup is so good. For Orson Welles, pretty pretty boy
2: Orson Welles that took that took like hours. Oh yeah, it took a long time. He's wearing like a corset too, right?
1: Well, yeah, he was wearing a back brace for part of it because he wanted to have like a stiff posture. Yeah, and people were like,
2: "What a babe!" And he's like, "I'm wearing layers (laughs) of makeup."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, because you actually don't see the younger version of him really well until there's a big reveal
0: because
1: mm-hmm. he was also known for that
0: or his reveals, well, his
1: reveals his of p- himself p- in movies oh. uh, like the third well this was the first one obviously yeah but then like uh but he was already famous at this point and this was also another thing i wanted to bring up the contract that he got for a picture mm-hmm. was astronomical nobody had ever gotten one of these before i mean uh, like established directors would have like charlie right. chaplin
2: but he but he had a blank check. but he had
1: it right off the bat Mm -hmm. he got final cut so he got to whatever film he made is what they would release right and he got final say in all of it which is like i said that's not a thing yeah so it was crazy and then the so there was that Mm -hmm. and then of course the film that he decided to make and everybody assumed that he would have done war of the worlds right but he did not he never did
2: no but he more. had he he had also in between world of worlds and this movie he had two plays like he was doing plays mm-hmm. and they both failed
1: yeah he had a lot of issues after this making films too like mm-hmm. um the magnificent ambersons was never like his version of it has never been released and it was destroyed so the only version that you can see is the one that the studio approved of, because <clears throat> they never gave him that control ever again. Because <laughs> they were like, oh shit, look what he did. Because he basically did like the most scandalous thing you could do was uh-huh. going after William Randolph Hearst, which of course he had to keep publicly saying it's not about him. But, but it was. It definitely was. So... <laughs> Yeah, he, got, even... he had everything and that's the thing. Mangowitz was really good friends with um the mistress girl, mhm who in this one is the blonde that you just saw earlier. She was drunk. <laughs> yes. Uh but she's the one that like does the puzzles and she's has the voice that's like Oi they
2: Yeah. So the 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 similarities um in the beginning we see her or not Hurst. <laughs> Susan Kane with um (laughs) with a Nazi like figure that looks like Adolf Hitler.
1: Yes. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: And again the movie's in nineteen forty one. Hitler rose to power in nineteen thirty three. And Hearst actually went to Germany in nineteen thirty-four uh, to do, what was it, news, like, news stuff on him. And, like, had him, like, published in the papers. And he did surprised. this, <clears throat> he did this with, like, a bunch of other people, too. Like, he did it with Churchill and, like, other, like, political figures. Mm-hmm. um So, it wasn't, like, out of the, <clears throat> out of the ordinary. It's just, like, a fact. Yeah. um But in 19...
1: We gotta talk about this. But...
2: Oh, when was it? 1938? Uh, when, what was it called? Oh, this is terrible. I can't remember the... We do remember nine eleven,
1: so
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> so don't be
1: really.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Right.
2: It was it was the day the Nazis went and like broke, broke in and destroyed the, the um, businesses that were owned by Jewish people. Uh, what was it? Glass glass glo- globe? No, glass knob. Uh, I honestly.
1: I'm terrible, uh, but I have no oh idea. No.
2: It has a nifty name, not a nifty subject.
1: No. Um,
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, but after that, Orson Welles, or not Orson Welles, my word. Hearst actually.
1: I told you it was confusing.
2: <laughs>
0: you said it was <laughs> uh,
2: Hearst actually <clears throat> published um, in his headlines. He kept doing, he refused to do any pro-Nazi uh, stuff. And instead, he just did all anti-stuff. Whenever they did something messed up, he had it front and center. Huge headlines on his papers where other people were just, like, slipping. It It was, like, back page news because, like, super controversial mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but, but, yeah, so it looked like he was, like, a sympathizer. But then he was like, oh, no, he was the one who's, uh, he also wrote on his papers, this is not a, a Jewish problem, it's a human problem. Hmm. Uh, regarding the the subjects i mean he's kind of a doof but well
1: yeah
2: but he also wasn't afraid to <coughs> speak in time regardless of where it was um but there but there's that and the woman he dated uh was an actress mm-hmm. he didn't buy an opera house for her no but, but he, he did, did start a movie studio yes Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: what else was there? There were a lot of similarities. There's so but many. the puzzles, yeah. and this was why yeah. I to, I think I requested that Love that, that you hat. Go, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I requested that you watch RKO 281. You did. I did not which do you, it. It's fine that you didn't. But uh, in that, Melanie Griffith plays that woman, which I okay. thought was perfection for casting. Mm-hmm. Because she kind of has that same thing. That. There's, I have so many things that we miss completely that we yeah. have to go back and talk about. <laughs> that's we what I say there's the so time. much stuff we have the time <clears throat> but it's tricky to talk about I want to stop there uh, gross Um, right. but Anyway, but the puzzles was a thing that she did in mm-hmm. her life. And she, in the rko of my favorite moment in that movie, is when Melanie Griffith goes to Hearst and she's like,
0: they have my puzzles in there. <laughs> and I thought it was
1: really sad. Because he really felt bad for her. Like, yeah. God. But Mankiewicz was friends with her. Mm-hmm. And that's how he knew all of this stuff about Hearst and everything. Yeah, he so.
2: was the one who actually approached uh, Wells <clears> with <throat> the idea. Right? Right. I th- because think Wells so. had written two scripts and, like, tossed them before mm-hmm. settling on a third one. And he was like, hey, why don't we write about that dude and his, like, business? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it also kind of is like Wells too, mm-hmm. Which is a good point to make. Let's hear it. No, that that's it. Like, Wells is a lot like Citizen Kane. So it's kind of interesting that he ended up doing a film like this because it's it's a lot like him. And it even looks like him when he's old. Like he looks a lot like that when he got older. I was like, Oh, that's creepy. It's kinda like the he, age I, makeup in two thousand one A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And he actually looks like that. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> like if you see him nowadays, that's what he looks like. Yeah. Um, I love when that happens. Yeah. So okay, we got it. I gotta reverse and go back a little bit. Go back. So oh god, there's so much. <laughs> John, just the start filmmaking from the techniques. Okay. In this are astronomically fantastic, but this is another thing that we kind of take for granted nowadays. I think this is another reason that people probably wouldn't get why this is so good. What, like how he shot the ceiling? How he shot well that too, but how he shot the whole thing, uh, and the 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 uh, who do we say? What's his name?
2: What was his
1: uh, name? Greg Top. Oh, uh, Toland, yeah,
2: yeah. The, the Orson, cinematographer Orson Welles wasn't. Um, a filmmaker. No, he, So, But he had a good cinematographer. And
1: Toland specifically liked to work with first-time directors because he got to kind of guide what the film would look like. Right. Because he's a really good photographer. So, which he did, and this was one where he got to experiment freaking with everything. Like, it was like all these advanced things that they were thinking of and he was working on, he got to use in this film. Like, deep focus photography is one of the biggest things. Because I was never using things before. So, and the scenes that we saw earlier with uh, the, the when Citizen Kane was being, I don't really know what happened. Like, he was being entrusted to the guy at the bank. <laughs> I, I really, to this day, don't exactly know what the hell, it, it was going to be his guardian. There's his reveal. You finally get to see young mm-hmm. Orson Welles. And he is a handsome man.
2: It's all makeup.
1: Yes. So, this is another this is another good example of deep focus photography. So, like you can see everything in the background, yeah. and the foreground perfectly.
2: The idea was that Wells and uh, Toland, is mm-hmm. that how you say his name? Uh, wanted it to look like you, like you were there, like you yeah. were watching it. Mm-hmm. And so, typically, when we film things with the camera, the thing that's closest to us will be out of focus, so long as the thing further. Is in focus and vice versa, yeah. right? You can only hold your focus on one thing. Yes. And so, what they kind of—I don't know exactly how they did it, but uh, is it? Are you going to tell me? Yeah. They,
0: did, <laughs> I'm going did, to tell, did tell you. All did things.
2: they do like um, two? Not two shots. Two lenses. Have, two yes. Glass. Sometimes.
1: For some of them, Yeah, it, yes. and they
2: had a focus on the outside and then a focus up front, and they he had to, like, had splice them together. He had a special
1: coating on some of the lenses mm-hmm. uh, that would do certain things for him. But the, the biggest thing was lighting. And because if, if you're going to photograph anything, like if you took something outside during the day, yes, it's going to look fantastic no matter how far away from it you, you it's are. It's the truth. Whatever. So the f- same is, like, he would use um, arc lighting for the background, which is what they would use for Technicolor film, which are way brighter mm-hmm. lights than normal. Like if you ever watch a Technicolor film, those poor people, I um, mean, they're sweating to death, and you can see the beads of sweat on their face <laughs> coming through their makeup. That's so thick because they <laughs> they're filming a Technicolor. Mm-hmm. So, because it was so hot on those sets because of those arc lights. Yeah. But he would use those in the background so you could see everything perfectly in the background. Yes. Yeah. And then, of course, the things up close were... And he was proud of a lot of moments in this movie. They they did have to optically fix or do some of them because they they just couldn't do it with the the way that they wanted to light the scene. Yeah. So there are some that are optical, which we'll get into that when we see one. But um, when he was a child and he was being given to the bank (laughs) by his mom... His mom was played by Agnes Moorhead, which I'm definitely going to get into that in a second. But she uh, she gives him away, whatever, signs him away. Mm-hmm. And in that it's good scene, money. it's brilliant because it starts off with Citizen Kane outside playing in the snow with his sled. And it backs up and you notice we're inside. Mm-hmm. There's a window. There's his mom. There's his dad. There's the banker. And it keeps going back. I
2: like that it keeps pulling instead of pushing.
1: It yes. does both in this movie, but, oh God, this is a good one too, but okay. So, <laughs> I gotta keep talking. So, Anyway, so the camera would back up and if you look closely, it doesn't make any sense because like furniture's there that would have been in the camera's way, but what they did was, was the they just moved it. Yeah, they push, moved it. Yeah, they moved it into the frame as soon as possible. That's why the hat on the table kind of jiggled a little bit at the first. Mm-hmm. Because they were pushing these things into the frame. And it happened yeah. at the beginning of the movie like too. As
2: though we were in a play. Yes. When they when they set a when they set a
0: play.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Oh, see here, this is a beautiful example of the deep focus photography. So we have a close up on the right hand side of the screen. The left side of the screen is the banker who's, I don't know, like midway. And then Charles Foster Kane originally was just kind of right there in the background next to these people. But he walked into the background. And what you thought was a windowsill that probably would have come up to maybe your waist Mm -hmm. is actually above his head. Yes. So it's insane how big those windows are in the background. And it's Mm -hmm. interesting that you get to see him do that. And he's perfectly in focus the whole time, which was astounding. And these are the kind of things that, like, audiences at the time had never seen before. They weren't used to these kinds of things. So it was, like... (laughs) Spooky. Kind of. It was almost, like, unreal. It was like, whoa, wait a minute. You can see everybody. Nobody's out of focus. I don't know where I'm supposed to be looking, but then psychologically they would are like frame it right right so like if you ever are watching any of these segments or whatever it's perfectly triangular so you're always pushed into whatever you're supposed to be looking at
2: right and that that's sense? yes and that's the primary role of the director is to yes. make sure you're focused on what they want you yes. to focus on
1: and it's brilliant because he also did these, uh, this, uh, some of the scenes, like the first thing that you saw him, uh, the big reveal, when he's like 20-something. Um, that scene is one of the first ones where you get to see that great Orson Welles chaos scene that he does. Mm-hmm. He'll have this thing where you're watching something and um, then all of a sudden, like, everybody starts talking at once and it's all distracting. You don't know what the hell's going on. And then it yeah. comes back and he's like, oh, and blah, blah, blah. blah. And then he goes right back into pulling your focus into what he's saying. Yes. And he does that several times throughout this film, and I think it's brilliant every time. I'm like, oh, I love this. <laughs> it's just because you have no idea what you're supposed to be paying attention to. And, of course, he was also a radio guy. Mm-hmm. So the sound. There's a lot
2: of good sound. There's yeah. a
1: lot of good sound. You could watch this without the image, and it would actually work. Yeah. Like, you would know what was going on. Um, he also did a lot of uh, background drawings, Mm-hmm. Not so much paintings. He would actually have artists come in and do drawings of it because it's in black and white anyway,
0: so yeah. it doesn't really matter.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> like chocolate syrup, <laughs> exactly. Um, so there's so much of it that's just um, drawings instead of an actual backdrop or whatever. Like you're, it, it was. I mean, we talked about a little bit. We? What do we do? That I talked about that.
2: Was it Dick Tracy? Maybe. Was it... Well, I think we did talk about that. Not Moonstruck. Moonstruck? No.
1: No. God, what was it that we talked about it? Because I brought up Metropolis and how Metropolis was one of the first
0: ones. Because it was a technique. It It was
1: a mirror technique. Now, they didn't use the mirror technique in this one. But they did do um, just the the drawings and then you would block out that part of the frame Mm -hmm. and it'd be black and then you would double expose it so that it would have the drawing. Yeah. To extend a scene or to make a building bigger or to have a skyscraper in the background or whatever it is. Oh, gosh. There's so much to talk about.
2: (laughs) I'm getting exhausted. John, you're going to talk about all of it in the next five minutes and then you're going to have nothing to talk about. Oh,
1: believe me. I'm going to get prompted by all the things happening in this movie. (laughs) And that's the thing. There's so much that happens. And this is what I'm saying to like a person that is going into this not knowing any of this or not knowing. They've paused. well they paused and they watched it but I'm saying like even if you did pause and watch it you're not going to know all of these little weird things about it does that make sense? as to why it would be considered the number one movie of all time you don't know their history well did you history I knew something I mean (laughs) when you Uh, watched it what was it yesterday? yeah (laughs) did you understand why it was considered the number one movie of all time? because it was the first of its kind Obviously, I mean, that's well, that's like it's what
2: tricky. I. It's tricky that's with all I knew you know about, about Cinema. That's all I knew about it. Like the best of its time. Name another movie that was that was like one of the best of its time.
1: Two thousand one, Space Odyssey.
2: Yeah, oh, was it groundbreaking? Yeah, yeah Maybe you think this was, was groundbreaking? Well, yeah, yeah, because it was like the first of its kind.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but this, that's what I'm saying is like a person cuz even 2001 space odyssey if a modern audience sat down and watched 2001 well, they let me, wouldn't let me tell get the you something. Let me tell you the impressive this. quality of it because we're so used to something no no no. This
2: is like a master copy. For something that has been edited over and over and over again. Yes. Like, even The Day the earth stood still, right? When mm-hmm. you first watched it, when you watched it, did you see the many references that are in pop culture today? Oh, yeah. Even though you had never seen yes. it before? Well, yeah. So, do you think that a person watching it with fresh eyes, but also had eyes maybe, like, on the television or in the cinemas for yeah. the past few years would get the references as they come I across the so. screen? I think they, so. And then they would be like, Oh, this was the first.
1: They could if they knew that.
2: John, don't undermine our audience.
1: I'm not undermining anybody. (laughs) But I have had people that I've had conversations with about this and they did not like this movie at all. John, it sounds
2: like you only know dummies. I don't like them. (laughs)
1: Wow, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. Calm down. But, like, my thing is, is, like, if you can tell me that you don't like this movie... Ugh, I don't know how to explain this. Like... You cannot like it. That's perfectly fine. That's not like a thing. It's but number you can't 1. Dismiss of all time. <laughs> it. But no, I'm saying you can't really dismiss it because you don't get it. Does that make sense? Like if if you if you watch it, and you don't like it because you don't understand it. You don't know any of the references. You don't know what they're talking about. You don't care about this person. It's, it's still, then just it's,
2: just for the reference, if you're listening and have not watched it, it's still relatable to our time period today.
1: Well, that's what I thought. But I'm also a nerd, so I don't know if that... And this is what I'm saying. The Some person people... that I argued with about this movie was... I mean, he's kind of an ass, but Dude. He, <laughs> oh, he also... I didn't realize you were talking about a real person. I was talking about a real person. <laughs> like I had an argument
0: about Sorry. And they were
1: like, well, because who cares if all that stuff is what is it like all the stuff that i was telling him about like well the technological advances in filmmaking and blah 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 blah. And he's like yeah but none of that matters right now and i'm like but it did that person like,
2: it, it, does. it does it does just like that scene stupid. in The devil wears prada where meryl streep hits anne hathaway so hard on her raggedy clothes and she was like somebody picked that out for you Somebody Do you remember in that? Room. Oh,
1: of course I remember that. It's really yeah.
0: blue. Like, who <laughs> doesn't remember that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, the she goes down on, film. like, the
2: history of, like, whatever, was it the sweater? Or not a sweater.
1: Yeah, it was a yeah. horrible, lumpy <laughs> yeah. sweater Yeah, and she, she was on. like,
2: well, that, like, whatever was whatever. But, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's. I mean, it's
1: just like that. You just need to go full on Meryl Streep. Honestly, that's a good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's true. We're. Yeah. This is our full on Meryl Streep <laughs> right now. It's <laughs> telling you why this film is so good. Yeah. And, here, and what it did for your one of eye holes this today. Confusing scenes that he does so well. Mm-hmm. Just for the record.
2: Where he's uh, pulling your focus in different directions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he's just chaos happens and then he cuts it out. Yeah. We just missed the good one, but uh, (laughs) I was gonna try to quiet so we could hear the chaos, but he already did the really good one. So, oh Oh, gosh, that beer was super beery. Uh, yeah, they're all gonna be. This is beery beer. It sure is. Uh, Excuse me.
0: So rude during his
1: Kane. (laughs) So disrespectful. So (laughs) (laughs) this guy, the
2: huffing and puffing dude. Oh, I know. Yeah,
1: a lot of these actors were actually from Orson Welles's uh, acting stage or whatever. Yeah, stage he, performance. His um, I think it was just his troupe of actors that he worked I, with. Yeah, rock. I was gonna. Reference. A lot of them were part of World of the Worlds. Oh man!
2: What? I, no, I was gonna Judd Apatow. I was gonna reference Judd Apatow. Okay. His his little Seth Rogen and
0: whatever. Oh yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah. yeah kind of the same. Yeah, his his freaks and geeks. See like all that
1: was a drawing except <laughs> yeah. for the 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 front of the building and the people walking, of course, away. Uh so now he's going to make his declaration, moral declaration or whatever that he's going to print in the paper. It's a big deal. It's a big deal for the movie. I'm not going to go into all those details. Oh, but I did want to I want to pull out my I have a the box set and it has all kinds of fun crazy memorabilia shit. About the declaration? No. But Which is kind of weird that they didn't print that and put it in here. (laughs) With all the other shit that they printed. (laughs) But they got, like, all the posters, which this is going to be our podcast cover. Just Oh, okay. I
2: like that Um
1: Cover art, which if you... I don't know. Well, Instagram, we put the cover art. It actually does go onto the episode on Podbean. Podbean. And it goes, if you go to Spotify, Mm -hmm. all the artwork is there. But for iTunes... It just, just sticks the with only our. Only one. Uh, it just has our our, our logo. main logo art or whatever. So anyway, I was going to bring up because you. What is the budget?
2: Uh, six hundred eighty-six thousand.
1: So, wow. Okay, that's low.
2: Oh, well, that's another thing I was going to no, say. No, that's high for
1: nineteen forty-one. Well, yeah, but I mean, but still. How much did it gross? I don't know. One point six million. Well, wait a minute. When? Nineteen forty-one. No that's impossible that did not happen
2: you're impossible
1: I just listened to oh, Roger even tell wait, me wait, that wait, that did not wait, happen wait wait wait, wait wait
2: wait I'm thinking of inflated because if it's inflated it's 830 something thousand
1: cause he on 1.6 million it mountain. technically did not get a very good release in 1941 because of all the issues right it got very big in like 50 I'm mm, not giving you that something <laughs> 53 maybe when it was re-released, and then everybody got to see it and loved
2: well, it. Well, when did Homeboy die? Hearst died in, he died like 10 years after the movie, right?
1: Oh, so that would make sense why it came out. Yeah, later. or maybe
2: maybe it was 49 or 59. But yeah, I think he may have died. He may have died before that. I can look that up.
1: So, so oh, anyway, so I wanted to bring up a couple things here. So, they have um, request and authorization for engagement of an artist from RKO uh, Pictures. It's a... Oh, he died in 1951. There you go. Yeah, yeah, 10 years after. So, that's what happened. hmm They got to re-release full show. Because <laughs> they were like, well, that bitch dead, so yeah. he can't say nothing. Uh, and oh, Hearst actually did in all of his newspapers, because like I said, he was Huge. With newspapers, Mm -hmm. there was RKO was not allowed to advertise any of their films. Uh, They couldn't mention Orson Welles or the title of this film in any of their papers. This was fun, right here. The special effect, sort of. They uh, zoom in on a photograph of a newspaper, and then it comes to life. It's very cool. Yeah. And oh, I was gonna say also the special effects in this film. There are more special effects in this film than there are in Star Wars.
2: Oh, how fun! And
1: it's just funny because if you ever watch this film, this yeah. is what I'm talking about. If you ever watched this film, you would never think there were any special effects in this movie at all, but there are. It's a it's actually a huge special effects film.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, there's a lot of K's everywhere. That's right. I forgot about that.
1: Oh yeah, for his <clears throat> last, like that last backwards
2: name. K. Yeah.
1: So anyway, Agnes Moorehead.
2: <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. I love the ice sculptures. Oh, I love it. One yeah. of them has a cigar. It's beautiful.
1: Um, she was hired for uh uh Citizen Kane. Hmm. Uh, term to commence on or about September nineteenth, nineteen forty. What are you reading? I'm, uh, well, our listeners probably heard, but you were doing something. This is a uh, yeah, carbon it... copy of. The contract for Agnes Moorhead. There you go. So, which I told them. <laughs> right before you started reading?
0: A or a while ago you were looking whatever. for it.
1: No, I read it off the paper that I have in my hand. I wasn't You were listening. not paying attention. I was looking at those super So, cool Agnes Moorhead, sculptures. September 19th, 1940, she was compensated uh, $1,000 for one week of work. And Uh it was a guarantee, and the budget for her was $1,000. She also got screen credit, feature billing on uh, the title screen, and all paid publicity and advertising. So she was compensated, yo. Now this is the fun part. So that's Agnes Moorhead, who was actually an established actress. She only was, you saw her. Mm -hmm. She played Citizen Kane's mom that signed him over to the bank. She's only on the screen for like, I don't know. A few minutes. Like, like if that. If that. So, mm-hmm. Joseph Cotton, who's in this film quite a lot, <laughs> he uh was contracted for compensation per Now, this is the fun thing. Okay. Let's hear it. So, he was contracted per week. Oh, you know what? I totally read that wrong. Uh-oh. Hmm, 12000 I mean, $1,200 a week. And he had, was guaranteed for four weeks. But the budget was crossed out and it says $750. Wait
0: a going say. Uh, <laughs> instead of uh, 1200 it says
1: 750 <laughs> <laughs> And then <laughs> screen credit, none obli- uh, uh, obligatory. anyway my my thought was that agnes moorhead was a highly paid actress over joe Cotton who's right there yeah and he's in the movie quite a bit oh now okay so this song that's playing right now the can can the it's no it's a song about citizen kane Mm -hmm. that was written about him that they're all singing and dancing to and you know
2: yeah he's dancing with um I wanted to call them RKO girls. That's not what they're called. Yeah, this scene was
1: originally supposed to be in a brothel, and RKO executives said, absolutely not.
2: <laughs> so they just filmed
1: it at the uh, the set that they used for the newsroom. Yeah. But they had the pretty ladies it's in there.
2: Yeah, right? it's a bunch of showgirls doing... Um, the
1: lighting in the scene
2: is fantastic, too. Yes. They're doing the... Uh, what's that dance called? Is it not the can-can dance? Mm, not and
1: quite, No. Almost,
2: it's it's something that his reflection you, of the window yes. dancing. It, yes, the. Oh, look It's, right it's the where can they're can. It's, 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 it's where they're like kicking the, up their arca- legs.
1: Or Radio City Music Course line kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: you up you're, your legs. you're on the you're on the right. You're on the. right you're kicking top. up the legs, ladies. Yes, <laughs> it's it's a famous scene that you see. You've in, seen, yeah, like you, you've in, seen MGM
1: films of some sort. Yeah.
2: Where it's showgirls kicking up their legs? What do you real call?
1: Uh, what's that guy's name? He's a big uh, musical guy. No, Ber- Berkley. Berkley? Berkley? Berkeley. Berkeley. William Berkeley. I
0: don't.
1: Davey remember. Berkeley. Bugsley Berkeley, maybe Ooh, something like that. Chicago. Who knows? I don't know. Whatever. Bugsy Malone. So <laughs> I'm kidding. So anyway, in that scene, they have a song. um... Uh, there is a man, a certain man. I mean, can-can. Uh, I really don't <laughs> remember all the words. But my point is, is that the White Stripes on their album... Oh, gosh. White Blood Cells, maybe? Or maybe it was just called the White Stripes. I can't remember which album it was. But anyway, it's called Union Forever. And uh, the song... Uses that,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because Citizen Kane is one of Jack White's favorite films. He loves Orson Welles. So he uses that, and then he has uh, Union Forever. You said Union Forever, and that's also from this film. And then he also does the little bit that's at the end of the film, which is... um, Tell me. You can't be loved, for there is no true love. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a bad job. Uh so anyway, so yeah. So Jack White did all that. Now this was one of the, the proudest moments for the photographer that he got you when were you, able you to you read all that trophy. You were able to read all the trophy in the foreground. Mm-hmm. And in the background, way in the back, you could you still see, see the people management. coming through the door. Oh. Um anyway, so <laughs> What was I saying? Oh yeah, so Jack White he did that and then the uh woo <laughs> hoo hoo. He they he was uh they came after him. Really? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, he did not go through the correct channels to have the rights well, to do that.
2: No one um no one's remade Citizen Kane.
1: No. Well, right. why would you? Well, would I be, think... Well, they have, but they just did it as different movies. <laughs> Velvet Goldmine, the... Immortal Blood. <laughs> Give me a
2: third. I
1: can't. I really can't <laughs> think of one. I know there... I see it all the time, and I'm always like, God damn it. Well, I, I'm i pretty sh- sure... Um, God, Who
2: was it? Somebody wanted something... And Orson Welles was like, no. Because he, like, owned full rights to it. Yeah,
0: well, I'm And surprised. so
2: he wouldn't let anybody do anything to it, touch any part of it. Maybe they wanted a scene to put in something else, and he was it like, could no. Be.
1: I wouldn't yeah. be surprised.
2: Yeah, so nobody's touched it for a good time.
1: Yeah, no, for, I know.
2: And I would think that it's for that reason, but, yeah. you know.
1: Well, and that's the contract I was telling you about. Like, yeah. that dude got the best contract ever for this film. And that's probably mm-hmm. why this one was so... Uh, guarded by him because all his other ones were torn apart like crazy like it was very hard for him to make a film yeah and to get it made the way he wanted it to be made Uh, because they'd be like no we're cutting it down fuck you those are all the sound effects of them cutting up his film and piecing it back together yeah (laughs) great sound effects for the radio Orson hire me (laughs) <laughs> Orson is no longer with us, by the way I actually have a book of That he wrote for his daughter It's a An illustrated book About Bastille Day In France I thought it was kind of sweet Huh I guess his daughter published it later, obviously But, um I would hope it was her Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was It was definitely her but anyway, so yeah, the estate came after... In fact, the the estate... Um, I'm pretty sure because of all of what you just said... Yeah. Uh, the estate comes after quite a bit of people about this. Yeah. And in fact, that's why whenever there's a version of Citizen Kane in print, mm-hmm. you should probably buy a copy.
0: <laughs> because
1: they probably will have to pull it off the shelves at some point. Which is what happened with... Um, I know for a fact the DVD set that came out that happened. Yeah. And um, the Blu ray, like I have, I got the box set, of course the DVD came out. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to reserve it. I need to make sure I have a down positive. I need to have a copy of that. Uh, so I made sure to get a copy of it because I was like, well, who knows about that estate? They're going to rip the yeah. shit right out from underneath you. Yeah, the.
2: Uh, Hearst kept suing um RKO right probably
1: it would have to be RKO like there's a whole documentary called The Battle of Citizen Kane about all of this I mean it's extensive and I definitely and like I said RKO 281 very good Mm -hmm. film to watch about the making of this movie yeah um, Joseph Cotton here. He's an age makeup, and he was pissed because he's like, you spend all your time and money on Orson's makeup, and mine looks like
0: shit. And I
1: actually kind of agree because I've yeah, always thought neck. that. I've always thought, why didn't they do a good job with him? Because Orson looks amazing. Yeah, like, his makeup is impeccable. You could, uh, you would, you never would be know able to tell yeah. that that man was not old. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, he looks like an old dude. It's the truth, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of moments where it's like, well, there's some makeup there. But, like, the the weird chunky neck
0: that they have on
1: him looks so real. It's like, ooh, that looks like a... If I shaved... That's what my my neck would look like. Which is why I have a beard.
2: (laughs) It's true. I've seen it. Yeah? I've seen the lumpy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we laugh, but it's kind of true. It's not same it's, with my head. It's, it's I can't not really true. shave it anymore because my head is weird looking. Without hair <laughs> when did your head get weird? I don't know. It has I've this seen, weird fat roll in the back of it, right out. here. <laughs> where Where did that come from? God, and you know how hard it is to shave that weird <laughs> creasy bump thing in the back of my
2: head now. You'd have to put your chin to your chest. I do.
1: I have to go like this, and then I have to make sure to get in that groove. <laughs> Like Madonna, get into the groove. We're <laughs> You got, our groove. Yeah, back. you got it, but group, I don't want it back. I want it gone. You have a groove in gone, the back of your head. <laughs> this is a very famous scene, mm. the breakfast scene. Go ahead. It's a montage. A lot of good montages in this film in mm-hmm. general, but this one shows the uh, disintegration of this marriage. In a montage. Okay. And, and like, at first, right here, they're sitting next to each other. They're at a reasonable-sized table. (laughs) Yes. And uh, as the montage goes on, they keep cutting back and forth to them having a conversation that keeps getting more and more, like, their differences Mm -hmm. are highlighted.
2: Yeah, and that happens.
1: And they're aging. Yeah. Like, they also have, like, the age makeup starts coming. Which I think they filmed it in reverse. I believe they had heavy makeup on him, and they kept taking some of it off.
2: Oh, you know, he was that would probably, self. yeah.
1: Um, which I guess was easier, but. I could see it so, would be easier. And see, and by the end of the scene, they're, they're at like, complete opposites on a longer table. Yeah. Because they're so separated from each other. There's
2: mm-hmm. so a lot of symbolism in this movie, but you're also kind of like, did you mean that? I'm sure they did. Oh, you give a lot of
1: people a
2: lot of credit.
1: No, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't think all of it was Orson. I think a lot of it had to do with a photographer, because he yeah, he true. definitely he did have. In fact, he um, he shared screenwriting credit with Mankiewicz reluctantly <laughs> because he did not want to. But Mankiewicz was like, "Oh, you better put my fucking name on there because I wrote the goddamn thing." And he and was like,
2: "Yeah, but like, oh, it like God you know, it, it was just like an outline." <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he wrote a lot of I'm this not, shit. I'm just being a, a butthole. And then, well, he was being a butthole. And then, yeah, uh, but like, Orson was part. very happy to share the directing card with the director of photography. That's cool. He's like, "I really want you to be on the same card as me because I believe we did we it did together. this together." Yeah. And they had a lot of respect for each other, which was very nice. Aw, cute. <clears throat> I don't know if they worked together again. I didn't. I didn't. Look at that. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. So I expected good. it to be bigger. Me too. Honestly, it could have been a little longer. <laughs> Not the scene. The table. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was talking about the table too. As well.
1: Now Orson broke his ankle at one point, And they actually. I don't remember why they they decided to do the scene this way. But they did it because Orson's ankle was broken. Which is stupid because he's not even in the scene.
2: You, yeah, where are his feet?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just had to sit. I, I really don't know why that I, that was a weird fact to me. That they Yeah, a weird bit of information. Him sitting down in like a
0: yeah. old folks
1: home kind of thing. And the backdrop is actually all rear projection.
0: Ooh. It's not really there.
1: Explain
2: to the audience what rear projection is.
1: I think we've talked about it before. We definitely have. We definitely It's when Yeah. yeah. It's when they photograph a scene, a background scene, separately from the foreground, which is where the actors are going to be acting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, maybe that's why, because he couldn't go to location. Oh. And they had to just do it in the studio. Okay. Uh, so they that they, would make more, that sense makes more sense than him sitting. Down. Yeah, I, cu- I just I couldn't think. I was like, you're not in the scene, so why does it matter if your ankle's broken? Uh, <laughs> but maybe to be Wait, on the set. For that information. They just wheeled him out onto the <laughs> soundstage and then did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had somebody go and and photograph an old folks' home or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, excuse me, and, oh. um, and then just put Joseph in a chair and. There you go. So uh, I wanted to say Jason made me watch the spoof of this from Tiny Toons which I completely forgot about. And obviously when I saw Tiny Toons I didn't... I had no idea what Citizen Kane was at that time. I think
2: I've seen that.
1: Uh, it's Citizen Max and it was about the rich kid. And my favorite part of it was, <laughs> was when he goes to see Bugs Bunny and Bugs Bunny's playing the Joseph Cotton character. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, you got you a gotta carrot for me? Because in, in the... Citizen Kane, he's asking for a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I a
0: cigar, you know, sing me a cigar.
1: And I thought it was great, the, 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 not Bugs Bunny, it was Buster Bunny, right? Was that his name, Buster Bunny? The, the kid bunny. The scrappy whatever Do? What? No. Why do you even bring that? I hate Scrappy. Why are you bringing up Scrappy? Oh,
2: man. It's, um, I thought it was going to rally you up, but like less. Like I know, Scrappy Doo, as I thought, is what I thought was going to happen, but I forgot that you hated Scrappy Doo with a passion.
0: <laughs> I'm
2: sorry.
1: Well, the podcast is over. We're not <laughs> We're recording done. anymore.
2: Yeah, we won't be doing
1: episode another episode. Is the end, and it's only <laughs> half done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've done fifty
1: episodes. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, fifty-two after will this. be a year. What?
1: 52 weeks in a year. Yeah, but we didn't, we've done more episodes that, Oh, we split oh, them in half, too. Oh, yeah, Wait a yeah, yeah. How does this work?
2: John, you were the one writing the numbers. I don't know. Did we do 50 movies? I don't remember now. Didn't we? Name them. <laughs> in order. In order. In reverse. Vibes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. We did do vibes. We did do oh, vibes. Cinderella.
2: That's not in then order.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Cinderella and Vibes. Those are the only ones we've done. Hercules. Oh Herc I remember Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Hercules? You mean Hercules? <laughs> so Go ahead. We finally get to meet the younger version of the uh God, I don't remember her name. The mistress girl that he eventually marries and Oh, yeah. An opera for.
2: One of the similarities is that Hearst had an open affair. Yes. Which was not cool, but he, like, doubled down and just, like, married her, right? Yeah, he was
1: yeah. like, eh, I'm going to marry her. Yeah, wherever. his
2: wife was like, I'm going to divorce you I'm because, like, out, it's, yo. like, a lot. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, uh, well, you know what? Because, like, he would have to. Because he was, like, a huge public figure. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, there was a lot of scandals happening at the time. Oh, I know stuff about this. There were a lot of scandals coming out, like, happening at the time. And he was like, well, I'm, I'm in
1: love with her. <laughs> and, like, married her. Which is what happens in this. Yeah. It's, it is kind of, like, it is a little ridiculous for them to say, oh, this is not about William Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> Totally is. Yeah. Like you guys are morons if you don't notice that this is about. Him. <laughs> I mean, but a good job doing it, and that's for sure. It's a great film. Yeah. We've said that many times. That's boring to say Well, Jonna said it. Yeah. She's <laughs> Ashley's never said it. She hates it. I've, she's like, I'm I can't reluctant to share my opinion on movie. I had any to movie. drag myself through this yesterday. Other than screaming, drag re- myself the movie through it again.
0: Uh, <laughs> just, just dragging
1: myself through horrible thing I took some pictures of my shit
0: for gross um,
1: <laughs> my Citizen <laughs> Kane memorabilia <laughs> well from the box set and then I actually have a, a keychain uh, which was one of the first keychains anybody ever got for me and now I have tons of keychains because you know me I, I am you get, Charles Foster Kane you, you get one thing and you're like I, I can I have a billion of a these. A billion of these. <laughs> uh, but that's actually <laughs>
2: true. It's almost like Crazy Cat Lady. Like, you need a friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you all need friends. <laughs> Twice over.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's true. I really do do that. I don't know why.
1: Mm, I think about
2: getting a friend for Chewy. But i am I?
1: <laughs> I actually don't. The keychain's not so much anymore. Because I'm like, I, I have a... You don't they're like, they're like the make the right jingle right jangles anymore. Right you can't there.
2: sneak up on people.
1: I really don't use them though because they're they're too bulky. I have one, I think. No, I have two.
2: Dude, some keychains are too much. That's
1: I a have Scooby Doo keychain. Scooby Doo one, but this is only because it has my house key, and I take it off the main ring when I take a walk, mm-hmm. and I can fit this in my
2: I do waistband. That. I keep my uh, house key separate. And it doesn't separate. get all.
1: I mean, it gets kind of funky. but...
2: Is that from your sweat? Did it eat through
1: metal? Yeah, my sweat eats through metal. Oh. Well, it's just this coloring, because it's metal. But this one doesn't, moisture won't get in it and ruin the Citizen Kane picture, or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I use that one, and then I have my Italy one from when I went to Italy.
2: You meant Scooby-Doo picture, right? Instead of Citizen Kane? Because I see No, 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 Scooby I was Doo. saying, no, oh. I
1: was saying my Citizen Kane one is in a plastic... Thing and oh, okay. if moisture gets in there, it'll warp the paper that's the picture. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, no. But I was actually saying this. You
2: you were shaking the Scooby Doo, and I was like, I was getting confused. You yeah.
1: Anyway, so I took a picture of that for everybody, which was a gift uh, for me from somebody.
2: I wonder where that banner is. Can you imagine? If somebody's somebody's got, got, it got it somewhere.
1: somewhere. <laughs> I
2: think it's in Hearst Castle.
1: Well, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, and that's the thing that they actually did. That's another thing. Oh, Xanadu, we didn't. We
2: didn't talk about Hearst Castle and Xanadu. We did yeah. not. No,
1: Xanadu, which we saw at the beginning, which is where he died. It,
2: Xanadu. We uh, we talked about the chain link fence. Mm-hmm. It uh, revealed a um, a Just, bangle cage that had a bunch of chimpanzees in it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
2: and it was a mansion. It's uh, one of the biggest mansions ever. In. Yeah. In all of well, time. In fiction. In fiction In, no. in the in the feature. We're yeah. talking about Xanadu. Yeah. Which isn't that the title of something like Billy, just, Buddy. This
1: Xanadu guy, was a movie. I just I recommended it. Is it it's a, while a musical? Ago. It's right. a musical. Yeah. With Olivia Newton John, Gene Kelly, and a hot dude of some sort. This should be naked, but Fred Astaire. You could see some good bulge. Uh <laughs> that's a roller skates <laughs> it's all about roller skates it's a very confusing musical that's fun to watch Excellent. and make fun of Ooh. we should definitely do it at some point <laughs>
2: oh uh, you recommended Xanadu after Reaper Madness
1: yes that's yeah. right yes that's right which was okay. our last episode it sure was 49 yeah, look at the 40, look at me number 49, 49. <laughs> <laughs> number 49 uh, there's some opticals in this one too oh, for but special effects but anyway. Xanadu
2: and Hearst Castle you want to talk about Hearst Castle?
1: Xanadu was basically a, 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 a mockery of Hearst Castle, which it was a huge estate that he built, which is still, you see it in a lot of movies. Yeah. They have filmed a lot of things yeah, there. It's
2: still in The pool, California. especially.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's oh, still Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It has, like, what... 56 bedrooms, and then, like, Which several pools, much, indoor yeah. and outdoor pools.
1: I mean, if we're going to get technical, the largest well, residential home in America is Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina, oh. and it is absolutely <laughs> incredible. It's <laughs> over three and a half cool. acres of floor space, and it's sensational, and I love it, and I used to have an annual pass. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Way bigger than Hearst Castle. But Hearst Castle, it was ridiculous for what it was. It
2: and also... It did have it did an have exotic a lot of,
1: zoo. Yes. And yeah. it had... Um, which it still I believe has zebras. The zoo... Something about that. That sounds familiar. There's still there's still zebras there. Yeah. But every time uh, the woman in question, Kay. the mistress,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, would have a bad day or was not feeling very well, Hearst, with the Hearst would like bring everybody to these elaborate parties that he would have for her, uh, out there and just to try to cheer her up, much like he does in this movie. And uh, it doesn't really work. She's still miserable. Well yeah, it's like I'm doing her puzzles.
2: Can't, can't buy me love one <laughs> one. Oh, yeah. No you can't.
1: let I have a picnic tomorrow. Sweetie
2: <laughs> I can't believe that's the first time you brought out that voice for this film.
1: No, I did earlier. You just weren't listening again. Oh, that sounds about right. <laughs> I'm surprised we get through any of this. <laughs> We're both just on our own path. We we do well today, especially. I think you're tired. I'm tired. We're all tired. I've actually had days off. Of work. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been working nonstop. And I just don't feel like doing a damn thing. It's fine. Drink your beer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Drink it a little bit faster. No slower yeah i
1: have another one i wish i had another one for you though
2: that was so funny (laughs) (laughs) i mean that was serious i know i know but i have another beer i wish i had one for you
1: (laughs) (laughs) it sounded shady as fuck go get your beer i feel like there is there something on me like like animals
2: or your, bugs your pet spider <gasps> fuck you is there a spider on me oh my god get it off
1: <laughs> is there a spider on me it's a friend no. fuck you <laughs> get me.
2: go get your beer
1: <laughs> oh my god I, you. I really did feel something i thought it was a bug it was probably your hair you shed
2: I like crazy i don't crazies. have it hair.
1: you shed
2: yeah but it felt like it felt right. like something <laughs> it's your tag you're wearing your shirt inside out, <laughs> and it's your tag it's strong to flip back
1: in. You're a mess. I am, I am insane. Oh, God. Do you, Ooh, oh, oh. It, Ooh, it that's is that your tag? Oh, you guys. Still continuing to freak out <laughs> and grabbing the tag. Oh, gosh. So, the photography's beautiful. <laughs> I guess I ran out of things to say. I knew it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's stuff coming up.
2: Oh, yeah, no, no. Let's just patiently wait. It's super cold wait.
1: outside and in here, and I am sweating to death. Is it behind the knees? Oh, that In too. your old pants. Well, that's <laughs> why I keep. That's why I keep pulling up my shirt. Or pants. I got these when I went to Seattle. Oh, look at you. Because oh. I needed... To something to cover my nudity, because I forgot. Oh, I have pack. to pack.
0: <laughs> no, like
1: you know, get a winding down at the end of the day. I was like, well, I just sleep naked, so I really don't care. And then I was like, oh, I have to be in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me and Jason or whatever, or the cat, who doesn't care.
2: No, your cat spends a lot of time showing me its region.
1: Oh, yeah, he's got his legs up in the air. Yeah, always. Licking. And and stretching, but also licking. Right now, he's just curled up in a ball, and he's having a nightmare.
0: Oh, Oh, nope, now he's licking.
1: He's licking again. Right on cue. Good for you. You know a cue. We should have him in films. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Just lick. He's so cute. Apart. So now, uh, Mrs. Kane is being like, divorce papers, bitch. This is your mistress. Mm-hmm. She went to her house after a big party. Yeah, it's like oh, by the way, we're stopping somewhere else, and took him to his mistress's house. And he's like, "Yes, it's my mistress, but I love her, and I'm going to marry her because of the scandals and shit." Yeah, it's like obviously, I'm just <clears> and by the way, that's her. Mrs. Kane's dad right there. <clears throat> he was there ahead of time, <clears throat> not as a, uh, a as a party guest. No. you sure? No, he was not. He was there, you know, to help spring the trap on uh, Charles. He, oh. (laughs) Well. Which worked, because he's going to get a divorce, and he's going to marry the other girl. Yeah. Ugh. It's also shady, but she looks so good doing it. Go get your beer. Well, hold on. I'm trying to talk about this. So Are her outfit is white to indicate the purity of her character. <laughs> I thought you're gonna stop at white. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm oh. trying to talk about this. And her the outfit's other white. Girl is wearing uh, mostly black, but then she has a white shirt on, and her hair is blonde. So she has like this weird, like. Good and bad, because it's not really her fault that she's the bad guy in this scenario. Does she know that Orson Welles is married? Yeah, but they hadn't even had... They weren't having a sexual relationship. An emotional affair? He would just come over and hang out with her. And he would do it with the door
0: open. Oh, that's she right, has, that's right. He yeah. thought
2: she was a prostitute at first. Or it was suggested that he thought she was a prostitute. And like she invited him upstairs for...
1: Something. Oh, because she had a toothache,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: he just got splashed by a passing car when he was on the sidewalk. Yeah, and she had invited him up. And she thought it was hysterical. Yeah. But she had no idea who he was either, which it thrilled him. Of course. That she had no idea who he was. Yeah. Because he's super famous.
2: Yeah, but he, he, it seemed like he thought like, oh, I'm upstairs. I'm in the room. I'm going to close this door because I know we about to get down to business. And she's like, open the door. You can't have that door closed. Yeah. I'm My like, house
1: lady is going to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> so, a lot of this. Of and this he was is... like, oh, we can have a conversation. Now, I was going to talk about the budget because you were saying it was large, which I guess technically it was sort of. But it was also, it it was... Astronomically economical how he made this film. Because it, it's made oh, well, there's to a lot look, of special effects, man. A lot of special effects, but there's also a lot of um either reusing and redecorating sets or mm. yeah. just using sets that existed on the lot somewhere. Like there was a western mm-hmm. that was being filmed somewhere, and they used it for the restaurant that he sees the girl in and Joseph Cotton just walked into one that was the same thing. So he would just use sets all over the the Paramount, or not RKO, I'm sorry. Not Paramount. Who bought RKO?
2: Was it not Paramount? Mm, well, uh, Warner Brothers owns this. Oh, well, then probably Warner Brothers.
1: <sighs> yeah, but... And uh, so, Charles Foster Kane was uh, running for governor and, of course, lost because of the scandal. Mm-hmm. The scandal. Oh. Uh, but his big rally. I was gonna say that was there was a three uh opticals for that. There was uh the stage. No, four. I'm sorry. There's four. This if you ever see the shot, it's kind of interesting. There's like a person. I don't know. It's complicated. <laughs> but they did it in layers, <coughs> and like there was not an audience of people there. It was all a drawing, and they used uh they cut holes in it, and they put uh lights and they moved things. Underneath it to make it look like a crowd was moving, right so on. it looked like it had movement. But there was no, there was no peoples because they were all drawn by a little artist person, at a little desk. Uh-huh. Oh is this good? Is this good, Mr. Wells? Is this is a good drawing. Can this be used for the film, Mr. Wells? <laughs> stop,
2: stop that,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wells. <laughs> Uh, I think I think I'll do pretty good, Mister Mills. Can, can this be your movie? You're gonna be kid. You're gonna to break a big kid. You're gonna be good. You're gonna do other Matt drawings. Dang for, it! For I can't. <laughs> I can't focus and <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> this is the famous scene that they uh, they put the cameras down in the floors, and they were filming them from down below, like uh, looking upward. And Joseph Cotton actually had been up for 24 hours, because he was trying to do a play at the same time on Broadway, and he had to keep going back and forth, and so he had to leave like right after the scene was done, and they did not have time to do retakes, so um, they filmed the whole thing, and he was so tired.
2: Can you see the the guy on the right?
1: Yeah. He looks like he's going to fall over. Yeah. He had not slept in 24 hours. He was supposed to be drunk in the scene anyway.
2: Yeah,
1: he definitely. It looks like it's coming from his core. (laughs) He actually flubs one of his lines. He he says the wrong word and mispronounces or whatever. And uh, Orson Welles kind of laughs at him, but they just keep going with the scene and they just left it in there because they didn't have time to reshoot it anyway.
2: Well, he was supposed to be drunk, and it was
1: supposed to be drunk, and it just worked. And that was the thing. Like uh, the director never said cut. Orson is obviously the director. Yeah. So, they had to keep going. That was a thing that happens. I yeah. mean, I guess it still happens to this day. Like, yeah, if the director doesn't say cut, you don't stop. Yeah, you just keep going. So, <clears throat> right on. Yeah. You gonna get your beer? Gosh, you're so concerned about my beer.
2: Oh, you still have a sip? I, feel like I thought, dude, I thought you were done with that. Like. Sips ago,
0: okay.
2: Oh, now he's chugging his beer.
1: Okay, now I'm done, and I'll go get my own.
2: Uh huh. We'll sit here in silence. Oh my god, are you really? Uh huh.
1: Talk about um. <laughs> I don't know something.
2: <laughs> so the year is 1941. May 1st or September 5th, I will one or the other. In any case. This movie, while it is number one in everyone's hearts for reasons and others, uh, it did not do well at the Academy Awards. No,
1: it won one Oscar.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and It was for writing, right?
1: Yep. Which he had to share with
0: Mankiewicz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh and then... Uh, <laughs>
2: Do you know what like, what swept the Oscars? Oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, you were going to tell me what other big film came out that year, and I...
2: Oh, I can't believe I you don't know.
1: Not, I, don't, I really don't
2: know. Dumbo. Holy shit. Dumbo was 1941? Yeah, Dumbo was
1: 1941. Oh. Well, that's a good family feature, too. It's, and <laughs> it's the shortest of all the uh, mm-hmm. Disney features.
2: Yeah. How Green Was My Valley? Uh, was the one that, like, swept the Academy Awards. I've never seen that. Right? But, like, whatever. It apparently did better was than... Was it in uh, color? Because <laughs> I would
1: hope it's green. <laughs> I don't think so. Was it re- Was it in black and white? I think it was. Stop it. I don't know. How I green haven't... is my valley? We'll never know.
2: It sounds... Also, it that probably sounds wasn't like green.
1: the title of... a. An adult film. <laughs> How green is my valet, How green was my valet? I feel like that's what <laughs> the red lights are for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those are funny jokes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> In case you didn't
0: know, we're,
1: we're really funny. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dumbo, 1941. That's crazy talk. No, okay, can I briefly mention. Can we just sincerely used crazy talk? That's crazy, that's crazy talk. talk. this is an impressive little moment here too dr
2: jekyll and mr head was also 1941
1: (gasps) oh that's a wait a minute that's not the one i'm thinking of but that was good too (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking of wolfman that was really cool this was done with lighting the there was no curtain coming up that was all done with lights you missed it you were googling
0: We'll Google and then they you. pan
1: up and they do some transitions here. Like this is a little miniatures. Mm-hmm. And they keep going up with some miniatures, and then this wipe right here yeah. is going to bring you up to actual people. Gross. So you get the introduction to the performance, the chaos. Oh. You get the curtain coming up. You get the pan shot that goes all the way up to indicate this is not good.
2: Yeah, because they're holding their nose like it yeah, stinks. He's like,
1: Ooh, this stinks. Yeah, because uh, she was not good. Well, well, she sounds fine. She's see, not. She's thing. not great. I keep thinking that there's got to be music nerds out there that can decipher the fact that this is bad. Because to me, I was like, well, it sounds fine to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. She's not. Um, I just love Prince.
2: opera, love incredible. On. But she also didn't want to. She sing. didn't want to do
1: it. But it was all the thing that she was bothered by was the newspaper saying, "quote singer." Like, she wanted to spend her life trying to get rid of the quotes.
2: You know what I loved? Also, that's so funny. Um, is that in the beginning, they misspelled Susan. They spelled it with a Z. Yeah, they and did it, that. It, yeah. yeah it made that was on purpose. It made me think of um, Dr. Horrible when, uh, when Felicia Day dies. Spoiler and uh, oh,
1: they've, if they've gotten this far, fifty episodes in, you probably heard <laughs> Doctor Horrible,
2: um, and they're like the world mourns what's her name,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And so Susan is um this is before she's famous, and so they misspell her name yeah. and they put singer in quotes and yeah yeah, yeah. but it's
1: not what she yeah, wanted that was to on do. Purpose. And, yeah, but no, she did not want to sing. That was and it was more. Charles Foster Kane trying to uh, <clears throat> like fix his reputation yeah. by making her a singer mm-hmm. and then yeah that'll do it yeah that'll do it
2: and, and it an didn't opera. work
1: <laughs> an opera singer. yeah should have made her just like a singer right like a nightclub singer or something yeah like hello my baby hello my darling hello my ragtime girl <laughs> Baby, my heart's on fire. Baby, my one desire. Oh, there
2: you if go. If you refuse me, honey, you'll lose me. As as far as I know, that's is that the, more
1: of the song I was singing?
2: Yeah, that's I where the that's that where the that. that's where the frog stops singing, and then he's just a frog.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I do. That is the reason I know that. By the way, same is from the frog. What mm-hmm. is his name? He has a name.
2: Uh, Mr. Teddle, Crohn's <laughs> Yeah, he was a huge fan of Videodrome.
1: This sounds like bullshit. Don't! (laughs) Don't accuse me. So Joseph Cotton fell asleep trying to write the review for the paper, which Charles Foster Kane made him do. Uh, (laughs) And he was writing a bad review before he got so drunk that he passed out. And Charles Foster Kane decides to complete the review as he was writing it. So Charles Foster Kane writes a bad review for his wife's performance. I don't know if she ever finds that out or not.
0: <gasps> I don't think so.
2: Also, the tagline to this movie, I never told oh, you. Oh yeah,
0: what was
1: it? Because you were laughing about it. I actually don't know. <laughs> you ready? It's brilliant. Ready? It's terrific. Oh, well that's written on all the posters. <laughs> yes.
2: I just, yes. That's a tagline? It's like, that's all they, does it quote anybody?
1: Then it's a tagline. Oh shit! Well, they have some of those in here, like on these posters. Mm-hmm. Like this one says, "Some called him a hero, others called him a heel." Oh my goodness! I didn't see that bad. one either. I did not like that at all. And they put it right across his face. That I hate... changed that to say, "The fiftieth episode of One Foot on the Ground." Ah. <laughs> Everybody's talking about it. It's terrific. Yeah, Nobody Nobody him. said that. That's He's not a quote. <laughs> a scoundrel. He's crazy. I love him. No, she doesn't. She divorced his ass. Uh-oh. He's a saint. He doesn't say that either. He's a genius. It's terrific. It really does say that. <laughs> yes. It's terrific. Orson Welles, Susan Kane. It's
2: terrific. Orson Welles, Susan Kane.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's mm-hmm. all you got. So you got that in a heel. <laughs> <laughs> Others called him a heel. Who did? Nobody did. Nobody's ever called him a heel in this movie.
2: Yeah, I, I, I it's just a, it's, it's great.
1: Good movie. I mean, good movie. Bold good, statement. Good, good uh, tagline. if yeah. You call it that. This That's is optical. What I this was all done... Uh, they they can't see it. <clears throat> I know. Uh, Charles Foster's on the left. Uh-huh. He is in full focus. Now Joseph Cotton's going to walk up to him on the right, uh-huh. and there's a railing between them, and they're going to have a whole conversation, but they didn't actually stand next to each other. And the reason they couldn't do it was because of this lighting that they wanted here mm-hmm. with the darkness in between the two of them, and then uh the the other guy in the background
2: (laughs) that's just standing there watching
1: like a bodyguard well he's the uh what is he what what does he do he runs the paper
2: i guess he he just observes them dude writing stuff for his paper
1: he was the first altering headlines for his successfully i think Mm. and all these little things which is convenient with that uh rear projection they had to do Oh, no, this is, that's not rear projection right there. That's
2: actually no, a hallway. No, that was just.
1: <laughs> but that's Joseph Cotton, his old ass makeup.
2: Yeah, and you know what? He is on screen like a bunch.
1: Do you know and what else I think is funny is about great. him doing this? Uh-huh. Is your makeup was bad, but your performance wasn't that great either, yeah. Joseph. <laughs> because, now, this is why. He, all of a sudden, when he's old, has an accent. He hadn't had this accent as a young man but for some reason he when he got he was old playing he playing the
2: same character but older Is not that weird Yeah no that's probably what happened
1: I mean I don't want to be mean cuz I like Joseph Cotton he's been in other no, things somebody I like tell him a lot. Joseph Cotton or his kin <clears throat> don't tell his, his next kin all oh, those poor guys they're going to be like we know we told him Grandad <laughs> <laughs> your accent where did it come from why did you do that in the number one movie of all time <laughs> <laughs> really embarrassed We're all so of us. was terrible. <laughs> God, you couldn't even put on a good drag show. <laughs> Jeez, Granny Paws. Granny Paws. So yeah, when I got this Blu-ray, that was for its 70th anniversary. And that was in... Go ahead. Year. 2011? That can't be right.
2: Are you just talking? Did you actually run out of things to talk about?
1: What? No, I'm just. Oh. I'm just trying to figure out. You bought that out. in 2011? <clears throat> no, that, that, thats a... I think RKO's 281's copyright.
2: Yeah. I don't know. When this came out. Mel? Yeah. Look. What year? Did. Well, what's
1: 70 years from 1941?
2: That would be 2011. I got that that long ago? I guess so. I was just going to look at an inside cover. But yeah. Yeah, 2011. Okay. Look at you. The day I came out. Puzzle pieces. Put together. So. No more
1: mystery. 2011. So, two thousand. I can't do math.
2: What are you, are you wondering? How long it's been? Yeah, eight years. Yeah. Almost a decade.
1: So twenty twenty one, it'll be eight years old. No. Yeah. Okay.
2: We've known each other longer than you've owned uh, Citizen Kane.
1: Well, I knew that because I bought it at Movie Stop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did I know you before you worked at Movie Stop? Oh, I guess I did. Did, did, or did, did Melissa meet
1: you at movie stop she met me at movie stop but I don't I think we started hanging out before I actually started working at movie stop. But no maybe we started hanging out while I worked there God, I, I knew no, Melissa you know, I on her work. first day at movie stop like I was like we well you were f- already friends with her
2: well yeah I was friends with her um future sister-in-law future Serena I was friends past. with Serena. Yes, future yes. and <laughs> sister laws of future oh, past.
1: Past, present, and future.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was friends with uh, Serena and got acquainted with uh, her siblings, Mickey and then um, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I remember saying hello to Melissa and she's like, I'm off to work, it's my birthday. And I was like, at movie stop and she was like, Yeah, do you like movies?
0: And Do you she, like movies. Yeah,
2: and she was on her way. Um And then we became friends. And then I met you.
1: Do you know, I tried to work at Movie Stop when they were first... Before they opened, I applied for a job there. And they did not hire me because... Mm-hmm. I don't know. The guy was an asshole.
2: That sounds and... about right. <laughs> I mean, I've heard, I applied at Movie Stop before um, Melissa gave me a role.
0: Yeah. And, and the-
2: um not... <laughs> you terminated me. Oh,
1: god damn it. <laughs> Y'all never live it down. Eh, whatever. Who cares? Just don't say it on my deathbed because that would be rude. Oh, by the man, way, I can't wait.
0: You terminated wait. me. I <laughs> yeah. terminate this is the you. Last
1: word. <laughs> <laughs> I separated you from the company. <laughs> I was slowly <laughs> flicking her off, Roman Michelle
0: style, by yes. the way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> picture us in old like bad old, old, makeup. old makeup
0: bad
1: old makeup like Joseph Cotton yeah, not yeah, like pointing and yelling at each other <laughs> so yeah 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 I was pissed about that and then then mm-hmm. I was one of those nerds that would show up when it opened <laughs> <laughs> like you know old in the morning yeah. not just not on its opening day or anything but like yeah like a nerd that would show up because you're supposed to be open at 10 o'clock and it's uh, 10.01 and uh, I'm sitting here in the parking lot. I didn't call anybody, but I would wait. And there were several times where the drunk ass bitch that got the job instead of me (laughs) would show up hungover and be like, it'll be about 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, bitch. Wow. But you didn't hire me. I would have been there. Until later. (laughs) Until later. And then it turns out, no, the greatest job, but it's fine. John was eventually a store manager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still didn't get paid very
0: much.
1: Yeah, well, well, they they don't exist anymore, anyway. So who cares? Oh, they. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're gone. They're done. Yeah, I have <sighs> a lot of movies from movie sound. So do you? I. Yeah, I probably still do. Yeah, you. Do. I did sell a lot of movies when I was poor for a while, and a lot, a lot of them came from MovieStop. No, you would not. <laughs> I think I think people probably think I'm exaggerating, but I sold probably over a thousand movies, and I still have the amount that you can see before you. So it's easily over a thousand that I can yeah, see probably. before me. <laughs> And uh, but I did. I I sold. I would bring in gigantic boxes sound change, and those people loved when I came in because they were all nerds too, and they loved it because I had the weirdest freaking movies. And they're like, I like this guy. He comes in with the greatest things. And then they ran out. Well, and I was not gonna bring them the best of my collection. Well, of course. Which is even better. Like I keep thinking, like if you think this is good, bitch, you should see what I got at home. <laughs> You want to come over? You can have a... <laughs> you wanna, you, wanna look, you, wanna you have want wanna looking one out We can little have little some little popcorn. Body. But you can't touch my shit because you got greasy fingers. Uh, but... <laughs> but you could have some popcorn.
2: I don't see you allowing people to touch a lot of your things in no, general. Yeah. Not, no. Yeah, You let me handle something, and I was like, uh-oh. I did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and you watched me the whole time. Yes. You probably didn't think I noticed, <laughs> but I did. <laughs>
1: Well, I do tend to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's I just like, need you that's, to make me
2: a copy of it so there's I can then very, borrow
1: it. very few times that mm. I have let people borrow anything. Yes. Very few times.
2: That sounds about right. And when I have... You've never let me borrow anything. You just give me stuff that you're willing to lose.
1: Yes. <laughs> or that I replace yeah. with something yeah. or whatever. Which, by the way, I have something for you. Ooh. Because Jason got me Haxon on Criterion Blu-ray. Oh. As a little bonus extra birthday gift. So I have the DVD In for In
0: addition
1: you. to Godzilla. <clears throat> yes. Oh, and I also got, for the Criterion sale, I got Polyester, which you probably saw. Mm-hmm. I also got Multiple Maniacs. And so now I have all the John Waters on Criterion.
2: Yeah. Are those all John Waters or all available Criterion Well, John all.
1: Well, I now own all the available Criterion John Waters Okay. because I got Polyester and Multiple Maniacs. I already had Female Trouble. That sounds about right. Because that's my favorite John Waters. So as soon as that came out, I had to have it. Uh...
2: No Pink Flamingos on Criterion. Nobody doing yet.
1: special features on Pink Flamingos yet. They, I feel like they might do it at some point. Probably. I mean, Criterion if they, I just really watched Multiple like, Maniacs wild... for the first time today. I had never seen that one because it has never been released on home video of any kind. Oh. So I was like... Which is weird that it's the last one that I picked up. <laughs> but then, you know, it happens. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, I watched it earlier before you got here, and I was like, wow, Criterion. Okay, you can put up pink flamingos now. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no penis. No penis in the whole movie. I was like, John... John Waters, where's my dick? He, yeah, gotta put some dicks in there. He's... It was shockingly void of dicks. What was, was there, I was disappointed. Was there lady bits? In oh it? yeah, yeah. There was lady, no vaginas. I don't remember. Well, Although what, somebody was it did male put and female mixed nipples. Old, did put a rosary up Divine's butthole, but you didn't see the butthole. The worst but, you <laughs> didn't see the rosebud, but you did see the rosary uh, in her butt. <laughs> well, sort of. Oh, alright. In a church. In <laughs> <And> a pew. <laughs> I was like, wow, John! John's really trying Dude, to.
2: I've been scouting pews. Like, every time I see a pew on, like, some type of
1: marketplace, oh. I'm like, maybe I'll buy a pew. That or be a nice. few. Do you know that a lot of the furniture that my grandfather made, I'm trying to look around. Maybe this. He made this. Uh Uh-huh. But a lot of the furniture that he made for our family members is a wood from the pulpit of the church that a lot of uh, family events happened in that they eventually... The church was bought by uh, the college, Mm -hmm. the Delaware University, and they altered it to be... Part of the cafeteria or something. Oh, they did eventually keep <laughs> They just attached the university to they the did. church. They did like, uh, oh. believe me, if you ever see it, it's kind of like it was a controversy because at first they were going to get rid of it and they were like, well, then fuck they you, just, you can't do that. They just
2: replaced the crosses <clears throat> with sandwiches. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 they kept the, the exterior is the same. Okay, it's this church, but then they built it onto this massively hideous like student center mm-hmm. that is so modern. Well modern in the eighties. That it was like ooh and it's right next to it. Like if you ever see it, it's like I'd what love the to see fuck? it. Fuck. It's
0: hideous.
1: Yeah. Uh but they kept the exterior of the church because everybody complained, they were like, fuck it. And of course a lot of people got married there, baptized my mom and sister, her sister were baptized there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandparents were married there, so anyway, so my grandfather, because he knows everybody
0: mm-hmm. in the town,
1: and he actually worked for the university for a long time, and uh, he got the wood and he made furniture out of it for everybody. It's really cool, cool. which I thought was great. I was like, cool? yeah, that's pretty cool. So we have history in our in our midst. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, <laughs> we tangent. Tangent, tangent, tangent. This is, is an uh,
2: optical too. Or, um,
1: She's trying to commit suicide Citizen here. Citizen
2: King's uh, girl was more. Uh, he kept trying. Successful.
1: Well, but.
2: She was. She was playing in different cities. She,
1: <laughs> she was definitely performing. Whether or not it was good is another story, and whether or not she liked it is definitely a different story, because she tries oh, to she kill herself did it, yeah. right she here. She does
2: not like it. She she said that it wasn't her dream, mm-hmm. and yet he bought her an opera house,
1: Yep. <laughs> and was like, do this. Girl, you're going to do it no matter what, bitch. Yeah. And he, he doubles he, down oh, on gonna, himself. Oh, you're going to have my foot up in her. your foot, in your rose <laughs> <laughs> And not in the way I know you like. Not, th- not in the way that you like it, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a threat oh god oh, <laughs> make me uncomfortable oh you
1: know what this is interesting because there's a term for oh i can't look it up damn it for what rosebud no John, we, we talked about no, that. no it's a term at the top of the show the film technique of projecting a specific shadow onto someone it's called Shadow bombing. No, kooker something. Kooker. kooker Cook, Kook. Kook. I can't remember now. Damn it. And I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was interesting. But they do it right here uh, with her. And they basically put bars over her because uh, she's basically imprisoned. Like, imprisoned. Kooker. Kookery knife. No. Cookabunga. It's one word, but it starts with cooker. Oh.
2: Coolidge. No. Cooker. Cookies.
1: God damn it. What is it called? I could, I could get is to it a really a easy on my... Shadowcast Cocker? Cocker? That sounds awful. I don't think so.
2: It's a a bunch of cocker spaniels. Oh,
1: my
2: God. Well, maybe we'll tell you Look at them.
1: That one's like, you caught me. Is this going to continue recording if I try to look at something? Oh. What the hell is that? It's my
2: security system.
1: Oh, my God. Is there a ghost in your apartment
2: right now? No, it's a drunk woman (laughs) ringing a neighbor's doorbell. (laughs) oh my god that sounds awful it does sound awful but it's not me it's my neighbor so now it's funny unless that woman is a distraction and the neighbor opens the door and is like get out of here you lush and then they force themselves into my neighbor's home and then you know do i don't know clockwork orange texas chainsaw something
1: Wow. Anyway, so cookerism <laughs> or cookaloo, cook 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 devil, cook cookamonga. Kook, the kooky shadow effect. The kooky shadow effect. Uh, <laughs> nobody knows exactly where the term came from, but some think it was uh uh the filmmaker kooker. George yeah. kooker, maybe I think. So here's where we get some of the puzzles. Now this is all this is supposed to be the um what do you call the, the Those the, are large cut pieces. The hall. Yeah, all her puzzles are like old wooden puzzles with like a picture I, I guess that's how they used to make
2: puzzle puzzles. pieces. Oh maybe.
1: Like they would like they glue a, wood? a paper photograph on top of it and then cut out all the pieces.
2: Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. It sounds like the way you'd make a puzzle
1: now. Well, nowadays it's all cardboard; it's one piece. Huh. Well, I mean, it's printed, but it's still. But they would, this, you know. Yes. Never mind. I know. I got you. I don't know. I got you. So here you get to see the fireplace. He's gonna it's walk back in the deep fireplace. photography, and to show you that that fireplace that that is, like fireplace eight is times fucking than you ridiculous. Thought. Like. He's standing in the fireplace now, <laughs> and the logs on the fireplace must be the size of actual trees. Yeah, like it's fucking huge. But you you got all of these ominous statues watching her put her puzzles together. Basically, and they use he used an uh, uh, audio technique here, the uh, which I think he used earlier in the movie too, which makes their voices sound like they're in an echo. Echo chamber effect? Yeah. So it sounds like they're you in can, a gigantic You can hear room. them. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it sounds like they're really
1: far away. Which they are not. I mean, they they technically are. It is a studio. But it's a set mm-hmm. in the studio. Which actually, the stairs were actually for something else. Like I said, he just reused it. And then he just brought a whole bunch of other set pieces in and decorate. You know what I mean? So he yeah. actually... that None of this was actually really made for the movie he just borrowed it which is smart it's very smart and then towards the end of the film Mm -hmm. when you get to see the big well this room actually they fill it with all his junk (laughs) 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 and it's just crates and crates and crates and it's mostly all the sets things that you saw throughout the whole movie is in there excuse me now this is another uh, drawing behind him To make it look like they're in a massive room. I mean, this is, like, massive, whatever it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be their entrance hall? Is that what you call that? This here?
2: Yeah, like, they're... I I don't know what rich people rooms are called. I've probably got... Like alright. Well, foyer. I think it's supposed to be their
1: foyer.
2: Oh, foyers are tiny, aren't they?
1: Well they're not that house. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like it's just it's, it's Yeah, that it's was their ludicrous. breakfast nook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's meant to be astoundingly ridiculous. Yeah. Like that's the point of it. Yes, you're right. And that is kind of the point well, the whole point of this movie is that there is no point. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, like I said, if you know about uh uh, uh, Hurst. Hurst. Hurst? Patty Hurst. Patty Hurst is a relative of. Yeah, Hurst. And uh, she was in Serial Mom uh-huh. by John Waters. You know, I was like, Hurst, where do I know that name? Hurst, Hurst,
2: Hurst. Oh, yeah. The this the,
1: makeup looks kind of bad, right?
2: The, for those of you who don't know who Patty Hurst is, for some reason, she was the. She's the granddaughter? Or. Or I think it's granddaughter Of um, William Randolph. Yeah,
1: really. A, who we're talking about this whole time.
2: Yes. Mm. And, um, and she God, was um, in her Ooh. younger Ooh. years, in her 20s, uh, she was abducted by a group of
1: radicals of some sort. What yeah,
2: I don't know, something to do with trees. Right? They abducted her.
1: Brainwashed her, her. Yeah,
2: kept her in a closet, brainwashed her. They would spit out their and propaganda stuff. And she committed stuff.
1: crime for them, like robbed a bank Yeah, or
2: and then she was missing for a while. she murdered she, anybody. Yeah, and then they found her on the security camera footage, wielding a gun, robbing a yeah, bank with yeah, their, yeah. with her captors. Yeah,
1: she did. I think and she did go to
2: jail. Yeah, she was a huge case of um, Stockholm Syndrome and yeah. Uh, brainwashing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is why John Waters had her in the movie because he <laughs> yeah. was obsessed with true crime. He still is. He's mm-hmm. still alive. Duh. He's still with us. He's still with us, kicking it, mm-hmm. old school. And he. Uh, oh, I like that transition. I never noticed that. Oh, that's nice. Her eye went right into the eye of the stained glass window. Ooh, that was nice. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> of course, good job with the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of good transitions, by the way. Yeah. I'm kind of yelling because I laid back because my leg hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm far from the recording device. Uh, so we're getting towards, we're getting towards the end. towards the what you're talking here.
2: about? Um, using no. the that painting technique in
1: his films? No. I mean, yes, but no. All right. Well, That's like... not the technique I was talking about. All right. The shadow technique. Film tinting? No, it's cook. I can't believe it's not coming up when you try to Google it. Because I'm getting Cocker it's Spaniels and, and George oh, Foreman cookers. <laughs> Ew. It's like the fun cooker from 30 Rock. <laughs> so yeah, this is basically towards the end of the movie. I think we're, we're coming in for the home stretch yeah, here. Like, you guys, I think we're just done with the podcast. Yeah,
2: we're, um, done. we're yeah. done. What would you recommend?
1: Oh gosh, should we get into that now? Why not? I
2: mean, there are some good Ooh, moments Ooh, I like on. that star door. This room does not fit. The and rest I like of the house. squirrels. Oh my goodness! I am loving this room. Well, you go. it is gaudy. It's horrible. Oh my goodness! He's uh,
1: about to destroy it too.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's about to hurt himself. Fire right.:
1: Yes, he actually did hurt himself. He cut his hand really bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's fact, it. He's, he's about fine. to <laughs> grab the uh, snow globe, which is important. hmm He uh, actually put away his hurt hand off frame real quick because he didn't want blood to show up in the movie because <laughs> <laughs> he was bleeding really bad oh yeah he cut himself really bad but if you watch the scene i, I always thought yeah he had to hurt himself because he he destroys all room for it <laughs> he goes for it he tears that room apart real real bad like ripping things off the walls that are nailed to it there's
2: just- so many things in that room. It's like it was... It's well, like it's this one is, of those rooms this is, that's set up for you is to
1: destroy. This such an, an alarming room to me for this house because this is, like I the, said, this is a massive fucking house. Mm-hmm, it has a and short of a sudden doorway. And of it has this teeny little room mm-hmm. somewhere for her. Like, it's just... This, it's like the size of the room we're in
2: right now. Also, how, how odd, right? Like, he has this huge, 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 huge... The biggest mansion mm-hmm. in all of time. And he's like, Here, honey. Take this 20-foot by 20-foot room. Yeah. And fill
1: it with your your weird squirrel stuff. Your nature <laughs> yeah. She's actually really good in this movie. But I thought Melanie Griffith was a great choice to play the real-life version of her. Not, wait a minute. <laughs> the William Randolph Hearst girl that they were making fun of in this. Mm-hmm. The fact that Meg, Melanie Griffith, played her in RKO 281 fit really well. hmm Because I felt like the version that this woman plays is an exaggeration of the real character, and Melanie Griffith seems like she'd be good as that real character. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah. Because she also has a, a very distinct voice. She does. Like, you can't miss it.
2: No, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of, like, it's like, Renee Zellweger is doing a version of her voice.
1: Yeah. Oh, I really want to see that Judy movie. Okay. Where she plays Judy Garland. Looks fantastic. Ooh. I don't watch trailers anymore. I'd like to be surprised. Oh. Well, she plays Judy Garland movie. No and... more spoilers. Sorry. It looks good. <laughs> I'm not reenacting it for you because I can't do that. But... <laughs> don't act like you weren't going to get on a
2: hilltop.
1: <laughs> That's not the same lady, dear. I that sound did, of music. That's Julie Andrews. Mm, We're talking about Judy Garland. I'll show you some Garland. Let me show
0: because you some
1: shut up. Christmas
2: around oh, the corner. I can't go. believe you just hit me <laughs> with a shut up.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> a podcast, no less. Yeah. If you it's, shut up, there's nothing. There's nothing. I mean, so this right here. See, this is the 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 the, the butler mm-hmm. dude. Uh, Given the gossip to the reporter mm-hmm. because uh, it's guess. the only other time Charles Foster Kane ever said rosebud that they know of. Right. And it was right after uh, his Second wife left him in the horrible little room. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that room. <laughs> Come on. That room is... T- I mean, if that room was in a different house... Look. Look at those yeah. squirrels with that giant nut. <laughs> oh, my God. They do have a big acorn. I never noticed that. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's going for it. Oh, there it he's is. Gonna he's going to fuck he's, up this
2: room. He's throwing a suitcase. And case. this is
1: actually based on a true story that... Uh, not about Hearst, but about actually Orson Welles. Ooh. He had a fit at a restaurant and She's threw a coffee comfy. maker at the people he was having a meeting with.
2: Oh my goodness, what? In the 30s? That would have been a heavy coffee maker. Like, I was that Everything was, that was heavy. <laughs>
1: There's
2: but no yeah, look at this. He's like like a just, he's getting
1: at it. This is not even cheap imitation furniture. This is real shit. Yeah, it's it's
0: furniture. That dresser was an furniture.
1: antique, and he just fucked it up. Mm, well, I don't think it was. Look, right here. Like, like yeah. you can't tell me you didn't hurt your hand right there. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> shit, girl. Ooh. He's, and they he's have also to do like, this... fumbling.
2: Almost like he's, he's mad, but he's also a little drunk.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does seem kind of drunk. Yeah, he's just, but like, he, tripping um, over everything. he said he was very alarmed by his performance here because... He felt very out of control. Mm-hmm. And he just, he was, for real, like, he was tearing this shit up. Well,
2: yeah, he's, he's grabbing everything right here, his, uh. He's going
1: to hide his hand.
2: Yeah.
1: Because he heard it. Yep. And he I'll, grabs I'll the grab snow globe. Snow globe, globe with, with my other, other
0: hand. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he was going
1: to grab it with yeah. that hand. And then he's like, oh, shit, blood. Yeah, he's like, <laughs>
2: uh-oh. Uh-oh, <laughs> spaghetti. No, but they
1: actually did this with two cameras, and mm-hmm. it was all in one tape. Because they couldn't destroy the room more than once.
2: Yeah, that would have been
1: That would have been, been way too there much. There was a
2: lot of stuff in there. There's
1: some of that bad makeup again. Mm-hmm. Not well, so the, great. With the weird tears. Well, he's crying. Well, it makes it a little weird. They didn't weirder. realize he was going to have real emotions.
2: They, it, it was a little weird with the tears, the makeup.
1: Yeah, it does kind of look weird.
2: It's looking like... Well, kind of
1: looks like, like an egg. Yeah, or, like, he'd be really good at hunting like Dumpty a woman who sat and on a, the wall. He looks like a woman in man's makeup. <gasps> he does. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe that's what happened. He couldn't finish the movie. <laughs> so they had Agnes Moorhead do it. Yeah, that's why she got so much. She got $1,000 a week
0: mm-hmm.
1: under the table.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, to play Citizen Kane when he is uh, down on his luck.
1: This is a very famous shot. It's a mirror shot. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of Citizen Canes going on endlessly. It's, it's mirror on mirror. It's the infinity yeah. mirror shot. The infinity mirror shot. Yeah, which I, it was a big deal. Yeah, I don't think anybody else had really done that in a movie you, before.
2: You could do that.
1: Yeah, everybody's like, yeah. "Well, damn it, we should have done that before." Yeah,
2: and now my gym is mirror on mirror. Oh, now
1: right. everything's mirror on mirror. <laughs> mirror on mirror action everywhere. So. <laughs> So anyway, so this sneaky little gay dude Mm. saw that. (laughs) Definitely. And then he was in the room when Charles Foster King died. Which I don't think anybody realizes, but he, he must have been the only person in the room. Because somebody heard him say it. Right. And he's the one that's saying he saw it. So it had to have been him. Anyway, so... But this is at the end, and this is when they're actually gathering all of Charles Foster Kane's bullshit mm-hmm. together to catalog. That flesh is so big. Love it. Because they don't know what to do with it all. They're like, well, what the fuck do we do with all this shit now that he's dead? <laughs> and this is exactly how I feel my life will be like. <laughs> because <laughs> I am so much bullshit. <laughs> And we're just hauling like harps over our heads. And I have no children, so it's going to be like, What the
0: fuck do we do
1: now with all this bullshit? Some reporter's gonna be like, What is what is what does one foot on the ground mean? Or something. I don't know. I can't think of not know. I'm gonna know be what like, if
2: person. you have to ask
1: You'll be in the room. You'll be like, Excuse
2: me? No, <laughs> just be mad about it. You don't
1: get it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever heard of the Hayes Code, kid? I
2: won't even, John. I won't even Just hit him with your cane. Give him. <laughs> have smack him with a cane. Cane that you not have a cane. Turn into a
1: sword. Oh, 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 oh. you should. Yeah, yeah, do a Zora
2: move. on. Yeah, my Tito had one.
1: Or put an A in his chest or something. Well, with his don't like not. Go carve it into his skin. No, no, no!
0: I'll brand his shirt.
1: Just of. I'll
0: be like of what? And I'll be like one foot. One foot. Of what? (laughs) One foot.
1: (laughs) Oh gosh. Anyway, so basically, this is the last effort, kind of for the whole thing is. He's got a puzzle, he's in front of all the people, and he's like, well, what is Rosebud? And they all kind of give their opinions of what they think Rosebud would be, and he's just desperate because he really wants an answer, Mm -hmm. and he's not going to get one. And they all kind of come up with basically good things to say, like, you know, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. I can't think of what they say, but...
0: (laughs) You know, they give, like, kind of
1: logical explanations for what it could be, like something he he wanted and could never get, or... Something that he had, could never get back, which was technically what it was.
2: Like the name, uh, the, what was it, the name of a mistress, maybe? Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: it could be that. Um, But the best part <laughs> about this whole movie, <laughs> and this is the big reveal. I'm getting kind of chills here a little oh bit. Oh my goodness. Thinking about this, like it's really good. Like, you just see all of his amassed shit. Look at that one shot is insane. Because that's all real. They accumulated oh, all I that thought for that this was, movie.
2: I thought that was drawn. No, well, no, no that's real.
1: That's real. Yeah, they actually did assemble all this in the warehouse or in a, a soundstage and filmed this. So they're panning over all the shit, and you see tons of shit from the movie. Like all this was actually in the movie and seen somewhere. Yes. Uh, and it's just,
2: all it's all of their set design. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, all the set shit. And a extras. bunch of crates and a bunch of extras, obviously, just from the studio yeah. itself. And uh, so they're panning over it all, flying over it. There's the bed that he had in his office at the newspaper. Um, anyway, so they finally close in sort of on, which you probably see better on a bigger screen, but there's a sled mm-hmm. piled on some shit, and it says Rosebud. And it's the sled that he was playing with, when his mom signed the papers for him to have a guardianship for the bank guy. Which I still don't understand. <laughs> uh, but then you close it on morning. that rosebud. And they had to have several of these made. So that it would burn right. hmm And uh, Steven Spielberg actually has one.
2: I think Spielberg wanted to do a thing.
1: I'm not surprised. With
2: Susan Cain. I am not and surprised. And Rosal's was like, no, no
1: are uh, you catch my but but yeah he has my sleds but that's the big reveal for the audience it's kind of frustrating because the Because uh, they the, burned
2: it they well, burned that sled
1: well and that's kind of, that's kind of the point slash non point of the entire film right is that the one thing that he thought of in the end which okay there's a couple of things so Earlier in the film, and I never noticed this until I was reminded of it in the commentary that I watched earlier today, um, when he's about to go to, uh, wait a minute, when he bumps into the new girl, when she had a sore tooth, uh, he was on his way to go because they, uh. What is it? The, his, they found his mom. His mom passed away or whatever, and all of her belongings were brought to a warehouse for him. And he was on his way to the warehouse to go see it. And he didn't. But if he had, if he had not been stopped by her and her toothache, mm-hmm. he would have gone to the warehouse and found Rosebud. Yes. So the whole thing would have been pointless. There wouldn't have been Rosebud, would not have been his last words.
2: Or maybe. Or maybe, it been but they would have known what it like,
1: was because it would have been in the room with him mm-hmm. because he probably would have had it. With he wouldn't done. have left it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then later when he saw the snow globe, when he had his whole thing with the room and tearing it apart, and then he saw the snow globe and it rosebud was what he said. And it was because the snow globe reminded him of mm-hmm. that day having fun in the snow, which was the last time he probably actually had fun and no responsibilities because he didn't belong to a bank <laughs> or whatever the Man, fuck that was could you imagine belonging I to a bank I still understand I really need, have to know, those I need to know I need to more about they those things out other that.
2: places so you wouldn't like, be, even belong to the bank could somebody
1: entrust me with a bank or whatever it is I don't know can my parents sign me to a bank but you don't you don't get money
2: from being owned well he did being a piece of property <laughs> he did i don't understand how it works but he somehow became i don't a think orson wells understood how money
1: worked maybe he didn't or maybe he has a better understanding like, this, than this, both this of this us this makes sense it'll good it'll do good for yeah. fun camera it's techniques. like he
2: inherited the bank's money <laughs> he's
1: like agnes morehead will be there and there's gonna be a fun deep focus so who cares yeah <laughs> he's like you'll that's, be so distracted yeah, he's like that, that's my plan <laughs> it doesn't matter what's going on with the plot Yeah. Anyway, so then, of course, at the end, like, you know, everyone's searching for Rose, but nobody finds it. Uh, <laughs> and then we see it as the audience, and we're frustrated because, like, oh, shit! It was the fucking sled! And, in fact, I'm pretty sure a lot of the times... They zoomed in on the sled
2: early on when he was, like, auctioned off. And it was, like, a weird like. Well, but they time. didn't...
1: You didn't see what it said.
2: Right, but it, like, I hung on it for so
1: long where I was like... Just when it got sled. covered in snow, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. Look at you noticing the little slutty sled. But it's the funny because sled. I feel like that's it's it's obviously been spoofed in a lot of things, like mm-hmm. Wacko's Wish, Animaniacs. Of course, he th- he throws. We all know it. <laughs> he throws a sled that's called Rosebud onto the fire when they're poor and they're trying to make a fire to keep mm-hmm. warm during the winter, and all of a sudden you hear Rosebud.
0: <laughs> and i always
1: thought that was hysterical uh of course the tiny Toon adventure is one that we talked about but there there's been several where um in fact i feel like it was just in something oh it was friends the simpsons oh it was simpsons friends did it when, too um they were talking about citizen kane joey and rachel i believe it was mm-hmm. you know like oh i tried to watch citizen kane the other day and you know, and then they basically both decide that they didn't like—they didn't like the movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which, great, great that those characters didn't like the movie. Thanks, writers of Friends, for putting it out there so everybody else can agree with Rachel and Joey not to like Citizen Kane <laughs> because they basically decided that it was dumb and they were like, "It was a slut." What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> But that is a common thing that it's been given away a lot in in mm-hmm. other pop culture things. So it's not like we're giving everything away by telling everybody it's a sled. Well, they already watched it. Well, that they, you were supposed to pause and watch it. So, I mean. yeah. But if you didn't, and you're just finding out this is a sled, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> it's been out since 1941. It. Yeah. Uh, it's coming up on 80 years. <laughs> it is wow. So if you haven't seen it, it's really not my fault. Hmm. Sorry, I'm right on. We do a film podcast, and uh, we're going to talk about films. So sorry, mm-hmm. uh, not sorry. But mm-hmm. um, what would you recommend? Oh mm-hmm. golly, geez! You started And I knew this. that that was a thing. I brought it up earlier. Well, you know what? I'm going to go with um, my, no, my favorite of the ones that I was talking about, where they they redo the plot. Immortal beloved, because I fucking love that film. Interesting. I own it on Mm Blu-ray, got it the day it came out on Blu-ray, it's got Gary Oldman, Isabella Rossellini, uh, uh, directed by a man named Bernard Ruse, and it's about uh, Beethoven, and it's true, it's a true story um, about the fact that he left everything to his immortal beloved and there's only a series of letters to his immortal beloved, but nobody knew who his immortal beloved was. And basically, the uh, the his friend and whatever like found his will and was like, okay, well, let's. I'm going to find out who it is. So he goes and interviews all the people that yes. he thinks could be the immortal beloved, and all the women are like, I'm sorry, it's not me, it's not me. Um, and then they finally the, the film gives you the best uh guess yeah as to who the immortal beloved is. and to me i am a lot of scholars too i'm pretty sure that's who it was like it's kind of the one that makes the most sense for to, <laughs> to be. me
2: and obviously the scholars
1: <laughs> to me and the <laughs> scholars out there i mean there's a lot of people that actually don't agree and they think it's somebody else but it's like that's kind of the most obvious answer as to who it could have been right so to me i think they did a good job but oh my god I and it's about Beethoven, who I absolutely think is one of the most amazing humans that ever got to live on this earth. Oh wow! And what he's statement? definitely worth worth seeing a film Looking about. At Beethoven now. Oh my god, Ludwig Ludwig van Beethoven, who was deaf.
2: Yes, uh, um, Mental Floss sells a shirt. Well, I don't know if they still sell it, but back when I was subscribed to Mental Floss, that's right, when they were a magazine, um, they had. Uh, the Beethoven, they had a picture of Beethoven with uh, headphones on, and it said, like, "Deaf Jam or something.
1: Oh, my God, that's yeah. funny. Well, it's funny, too, because, ah, uh, it was, it's interesting because, and we we should definitely do that as a film at some point, because I think it's a fun one to talk about, especially if we're going to talk about Beethoven, but just a couple of things real quick, because I have to. Uh, <laughs> he was completely deaf by the time he wrote The Ninth Symphony. hmm and everybody thought he was nuts, because he kept humming this tune all over the place, and they're like, what
0: the fuck is he Probably doing?
1: I feel it. And he hadn't written a symphony or, or done anything in years and years and years and years and years. So when the Ninth Symphony finally did come out, and it was performed for the first time, mm-hmm. it got a massive standing ovation, which they had to tap him so he could turn around and see that that was happening, because he, Aww, he couldn't hear it. That's really cute. But, um, which they put in the film, and it's one of my favorite makes me cry every single time but it's so good but he also um he wrote music the way that it should sound um because he was deaf but it's interesting because all the instruments that were at the time could not play music the way that beethoven was writing it so the way that they heard it back then obviously it was probably good But it was not as good as it is in modern times where you can play it on instruments that it can actually accommodate what he was writing. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So when they were making that film, Bernard Rose, the director, he's a nerd, and he really wanted (laughs) to be as period-specific as he could, but none of the music sounded right on period uh, uh, instruments because he did try it, and he was like, oh, God, that does not sound good. So so they actually had to do it on modern instruments instead. And of course it sounded amazing. <laughs> and uh, Gary Oldman made a point to learn as much as he could uh, playing the piano because, you know, that was important. But uh, a lot of people don't play their own pieces. And he did not play the pieces in the movie. But he did play them, uh, mind them or whatever. Like, Yeah. He could play it. But somebody was playing it better off screen. Yeah. In the same room. So it did seem like he was, you know what I mean? Yes. Like technically, visually, he was playing the right notes and it was in the same pace. But it was not him playing it. But he did learn how to play one specifically because he wanted, like, the director was like, well, if you can learn to play this piece specifically, you don't have to worry about it. Because if you can do that, nobody's going to believe that you can't play the piano. Yeah. If you can visually get this one down. And it was, oh, God. It's, like, it's the whole thing. We, we'll we do that later.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I could
1: talk about that for a long time. But uh, anyway, it's brilliant. But um, yeah, that's my recommendation.
2: Right on. Um, I would probably recommend Dr. Strangelove.
1: <gasps> or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Palm.
2: Yeah. A moving picture. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, probably that.
1: Or 12 Angry Men. Do you know I used to own that on Criterion Blu-ray and I never watched it? You've never seen 12 nope, Angry never Men? never seen it. That's
2: my pick. For next week.
1: Oh, really? Look yeah. at you. I love I've that always wanted movie. to see it, obviously. I, I purchased I the goddamn thing. I love that movie. Yeah, that was one of the ones that I purchased and then I, since I hadn't seen it, I was like, well, I can get rid of it because I've never seen it, so... Wow. That's my logic. Oh, John, we gotta watch There's a watch bunch it? that I did that with.
2: Oh my goodness, it's it's so good.
1: I'm not surprised.
2: Yeah, I had to watch it for a screenwriting class, I think, and I was like, oh, what?
1: Because that's films. like uh, whenever people would go into school for what I, I don't know, they'd always have to take like a film history class or something. I don't know. Yeah, and it was funny because a lot of the people that I knew that went to those classes, which I was always jealous because I was like, oh my God, I want to but I could probably teach the goddamn class. So it doesn't really matter. But, but they would always come to me with their list of films that they had to watch for the semester. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I own all of these. <laughs>
2: there, there would be a lot of, cause I, cause I went to like a bunch of different film. I took a lot of film courses and there were a lot that I had seen because like they were like obvious, but then there'd be a bunch where I'd be like, okay, like, oh, I'll I'll find that. I'll figure that out. Or, like, you know, scenes from different things or another. Because, like, you know, some people, like, instructors are just people, you know. And they're like, you know, this is something I really loved and I really love this because of that. Like, I would probably, like, I did, like, my speeches. Like, when I had to do speech courses and everything, I would just talk about movies. Like, I talked about uh, twenty eight days later. Now they filmed on a mini TV camera. Oh, mm. well, you know what? I changed my mind. Let's do twenty eight days later. Now we're gonna do Twelve Angry man, I'm messing with you.
1: Um, I was about six. There's some good dick in that one.
2: Yeah, straight mm. off the back.
1: I know, and it's a haughty. <Hotty.
0: laughs> I would say yes
1: to him so fast. Mm-hmm. I want to say Killian Murphy is his name, but I feel like everybody says it wrong.
2: Probably. Sounds Irish. I believe isn't he Irish? is he Irish? He's hot as
1: fuck. Yeah. Well Americans hot don't do Irish as well. Fuck. Yeah. And then you get to see his tasty treat. <laughs> right in the beginning of that movie. His, oh it's good. His three musketeer. Ooh, <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah. And should have yeah. I'm mad I don't have that in high definition for this particular screen I have right now. You know, that movie was never in widescreen. Was it filmed in widescreen or was it?
2: It was on a mini-DV, so. Oh, you just said that. Yeah. (laughs) But I was mad that I couldn't find it in widescreen.
1: Well, if it's not meant to be, then.
2: Well, yeah. Like, I didn't realize that at the time.
1: Stanley films are tricky. I really feel like any studio that puts out his films, (sighs) I I don't know. I feel like they should do it two different times. If that makes sense, I feel like there should be multiple ways to view the film. I think there should be the matted mm-hmm. version that he approved for theatrical release, and then there should be the way that he intended you to see it in full you frame. You want a theatrical version and a director's cut. Not what... a director's cut, but when he, because he saw two thousand and one Space Odyssey on television once and was mortified that fifty percent of the film was cut out. Because it was, it had to be cut down for a television. Yeah. So he filmed all of his films after he saw that, which I think was starting with the sh- Shining, I believe. And then after that, he was like, "There." They were all basically filmed the same way, where he would he would use the um, the cameras that, if you look at the screens of the the, the viewfinder or mm. whatever you're looking at, yeah, he'd have the matting on there of what it would look like in the theater. But it also had the... um, It
2: has, like, the frame outline in it. It has both frame outlines.
1: So he could see what it would look like both ways. And he intended the home video releases to be in full frame. But, of course, widescreen televisions were not a thing then. So he did not realize that would happen. So I guess technically it could be both ways. But I feel like you should be able to have both ways because in the full frame version, you get the top and the bottom of the screen that was cut off for the mat. Yeah. In theaters. And a lot of the times it's kind of fun to have those. Like in The Shining specifically, you get to see the helicopter shadows in the opening sequence. Which Mm. are cut off in the other thing. And I think it's just fun. I'm like, oh, look at that. You can see the helicopter. And at the top, you Mm -hmm. can see the the top blades, you know, above the frame. Oh, something we
2: didn't talk about is uh, the reason it was so interesting or so groundbreaking that... Orson Walls was shooting very low where you can see the ceilings because sets. didn't didn't have. They didn't design the ceilings. Yeah, Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Uh, That's where usually where they would keep like the lights Mm -hmm. and like other microphones. Yeah, and so it's cheaper to just build
1: like two three walls. Yeah, yeah. With that, they had to build, and we didn't talk about that at all. They built them. um, They made elaborate kind of molded ceilings that mm-hmm. had like beams and stuff like that so that they could use muslin and put that as the ceiling so that a shadow would actually cast onto it from below mm-hmm. but they could also have lights above coming down to light the scenes better and they would have the microphones, microphones up there, there
2: as so well, that yeah. they didn't
1: have microphone shadows or anything like that in the frames uh it was actually quite genius and I'm yeah. surprised nobody ever does it after that.
2: I yeah no that's what that's what the relationship between Orson Welles and his cinematographer
1: yeah
2: uh, wh- why it was so great is because Welles like didn't know little things like that yeah. he was like I just want to shoot from here and pull it up and you know what's his name Golden no Mm-mm. it's not Golden I just put my
1: book away uh, I put my thing away
2: uh well Tommy Boy was like okay <laughs> he just figured it out.
1: Sweet, sweet dude of some sort. Mm -hmm. Can't remember his name, and he's amazing. and Deserves all the good credit. Yeah, he did Wuthering Heights.
2: There you go. And uh, dead bodies. And a lot of stuff. Don't dance with dead
1: bodies in the pale moonlight. I Uh, can't make that (laughs) promise, and you know that. (laughs) Ah! Okay, so uh, this is long. Yeah. (laughs) And my leg hurts so bad. So we're going to have to stop. I'm old now. Oh, I had a birthday. I'm old now. I mean, yeah, 50th episode and I'm 40. 50. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I'm not that old.
2: Wait, you're done not... <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.